Okay, on three, we blitz. One, two. Wait, I don't know that much about sports. Oh. Hmm. Wait. Okay, you sissies. Playtime is over. This is the shit. No more basic training. Are you ready? Yes. Great. Ready to storm the beach on three. One. Two. Hang on. Neither of us is a brave warrior, dude. Well, shit. I don't know. Maybe Blitz isn't the best name? But it rhymes. The Nord Blitz with Doom and Fence! Gang, you're listening to the Nerd Blitz with Fitz and Doom. I'm Fitz. Uh, hi. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Doom. I don't know how the rest of it goes. Oh, fuck it. Just because I'm OCD, I'm taking this over. You can leave yours at the beginning, I don't care. But hey, gang, you're listening to the Nerd Blitz with Doom and Fitz. I'm Doom. And I'm Fitz. And welcome to episode... One hundred! You gonna put some fireworks in there? Sure. You're like, we're already under a gun, dude. Don't fucking start adding shit. <laughs> no, we're, we're actually, like, ahead of schedule. Like, we're, we're doing pretty good, actually. I think. Yeah, kinda. The biggest part's done. Yeah, it is. I bought us some time, too. I told people it's gonna be a while. Because one of us has a fucking ridiculous vision that is coming to pass. <laughs> uh, yeah, seems like it's going to work out. Uh, be honest, be honest. When I laid out the plan, and it was either 99 or solo, I forget which, you thought I was fucking nuts, didn't you? Kinda. <laughs> I'm a mad titan, motherfuckers. I'm a genius. With a J. Uh, uh, okay. Oh, I love the awkwardness. Anyway, so yeah, here we are. Did you ever think we'd get here? Not really. Uh-uh. Even on episode 90, I didn't think we were going to get here. <laughs> it's true. Who did you think would give up first? Me. Really? Yeah. Why? I don't know. Because I often quit things. Oh. I guess it's because we've kept it kind of fresh. We always do weird, different shit. Yeah, I guess so. I'm starting to feel a real awkward energy in this episode, dude. (laughs) (laughs) I've been thinking about it a lot, and it's like, fuck, dude. With this episode, I think we're going to hit almost like 320 hours. It's fucking insane. Well, what's really insane is... I've been cutting those other shows. Yeah. And uh, people's voices have changed. 
Oh, I trust me, I've noticed that too. I've really noticed it in like the last three or four times. Because you're starting to hear that, hey, Doc! Fucking Michael J. Fox shit happening. <laughs> yep. Oh, good lord, dude. Yep. The spasticity is still there, but the, the, the timber has changed. The what's still there? The spasticity. Oh, I thought you said vasticity. It's like, what's vasticity? No, spasticity. Yeah, I gotcha. Wait, are you talking about me? No. Oh. Do you think our voices have changed since episode one? Um, probably. Yeah. I think mine has gotten easier. I think I'm dying. Oh, I mean, we all are, but... I think mine's gotten nasally. Seems like it anyway. I was cutting the special section for this episode, and I'm like, every time I hear my voice, I'm like, oh my god. (laughs) Is this guy gonna fucking die or what? It's all nasally and like... I don't know if it's just our mics, but I have been noticing lately both of us being like... (sighs) (sighs) Mm -hmm. A lot more... But anyway, I think my voice has gotten more because I've, you know, gotten comfortable doing it. You can hear the erraticness more. Oh, okay. Because you listen back to that first episode. I was like, yeah, um, uh-huh. That, that's right. Yeah. And then, you know, this happened in the thing, too. And even when I'd go on a long stretch of talking, it was still just kind of more reserved and shit. And I'm like, I don't give a fuck. You know who's a piece of shit? <laughs> Everybody. <laughs> Even me. Good night, everybody. Yeah. It's definitely changed. Like, I listened to some of those ones, sending you those pieces that you put together for the, the 100 preview. Oh, the road so far thing? Yeah. Right. When I was listening to that, I was like, fuck, I sounded so much better. I think it might be the mic, actually. I, see, you say that, and I feel like throughout that whole thing, our audio gets way better. Really? I mean, it definitely yeah, gets it definitely gets it, um, louder. The levels are definitely well, better. Yeah, that too. But in the first one, we sound so fucking hollow and distant. Really? Hmm. Yeah. So when you were like, I think the early ones were better. It's like I think you're fucking nuts. Well, I didn't necessarily when we say were both of us. Rolling sounded the characters—that's rough. Yeah, I thought I sounded better, but. Jay Sarge actually sounded better in that one than he did in, like, the second and third one. And then it flipped. He sounded more distant, and me and you sound almost professional. It's because we are almost professional. Well, fuck yeah. They say 10,000 hours, and if you count all the minutes that have been fucking cut, we're getting close. I'm an expert at bullshit. Fucking A. But yeah, it's pretty fucking... I was was trying to figure out, should we do, like, retrospective, like, what's your favorite moment? (laughs) Or should Uh, we just treat it like any other episode? I I think for the most part, just treat it like any other episode. But it's got to be kind of special, doesn't it? Unless you got an answer right on tap. Oh, I don't. Oh. I figured we'd fucking fuck our way through it like we normally do, stumbling and bumbling and... Okay, well, let's stumble and bumble then. That's not how it happened! (laughs) <laughs> but also should mention this isn't just our 100th episode it's also the 200th free episode we've produced yeah you know yeah it's a lot of so, it's a lot of fucking hours it's, it's almost like we planned it that way well one of us did yeah one of us noticed it about fucking six episodes ago and was like 
isn't this interesting? And you were like, what? Yeah, one of us cared, and the other one was like, all right, if you want to. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, well, put it this way. We don't have to do any retrospective type shit because I didn't prepare anything about that. Or, you know, in that vein, I just thought of it a while ago. and was like, hey, we should have done this. Actually, you know what? Our my favorite moment had just actually happened. What was it? You know what? It just happened the last time we recorded. I'm trying to remember what the last thing we recorded was. With Jay Sarge. Oh. Oh. Is it the thing that's coming up or the thing that is going to be on Patreon because it can't be in the free show? It's the thing that's on Patreon because it can't be in the main show. (laughs) (laughs) You're going to... Yeah, gang. You'll be able to hear a piece of it. You'll be able to hear the beginning and the end of it, but... All the good shit was cut out. <laughs> yeah, um, after this episode airs, and it's going to be uh, like five-ish parts. Um, let's see. This opening, three parts with Jay Sarge. Oh, shit, this is going to be six parts? Wow. Um, at, well, put it this way. As you're listening to this, you can tell it's a mega episode, so it can be stretched out over a week or so, but... Uh, it was in the last part with Jay Sarge, right? Yeah. Okay, after that, go on our Patreon and you'll hear some ooh, good stuff that was cut. Probably the funniest shit we've ever done. It is. And that's it was the completely, sad part. And it was completely like, unplanned and like some fucking real fucking life shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we kept digging a hole too. And uh, like I said, it's a bummer that it's like our funniest moment ever. And that's not hyperbole. That's not us just trying to build it up to get you to go check it out. Go check it out. Um, and it's a bummer that so few people are going to hear it, but there's no way we could. It's actually that shit it's in. actually not a bummer. I'm actually glad so few people are going to hear it. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was, true, it's, but even on Patreon, it's heavily edited. It's heavily it's heavily censored. Yeah. Because that then it became a game of let's see how fucked up we can do with this. It was, yeah. Like I said, you we just kept digging deeper and deeper. And, uh, yeah, it's... Oof. That was pretty amazing. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I'm thinking maybe the time that I growled at that fucker at Rogue One, that might be my favorite moment. Because that was, like, the first time that my crazy was on full display. Yeah. Definitely made me question things. <laughs> Well, like, it's also my favorite moment because there's been moments after that that didn't fucking end at all. <laughs> that's true. Uh, that was more just like a preview of things to come. Oh, yes. But hey, we're still going. Yeah. Yeah, do, we are. Do you know why? Because we're too stupid to quit. Well, there is that. Oh, I thought that was the actual answer. Oh, no. Um, Actually, I was just setting up this callback. Hang on. No, fuck. My goddamn... It won't work. Come on. I get it. <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't get it. That's a joke for one person and one person alone. Mm, okay. You remember like two years ago, two Christmases ago, I told you uh, OBL gave me that Rick Astley CD because you and I had talked about him once. Uh-huh. She's asked me a few times since, aren't you going to, like, Rickroll during the episode? It's like, just wait. 
Just wait, there will be a perfect time for it. And I've been thinking for like three episodes now, oh, 100 would be the perfect time to pay off that joke. <laughs> okay. No, it's not as funny to you as it is to me and maybe her? Uh, no, I mean, no. <laughs> I just, that I have, makes it even better. I, had no, I, have, I have no context for this joke, so... So to me, you just play you. You just rickrolled me for no reason. Uh, no, you do have setup. It's just two years in the making. There's context from two years ago. Okay. Which I mean, I understand the whole goldfish with glasses thing. That might as well be no context. Right. It may have never happened at all. Yeah. Oh. I got shot down in flames. It was worth it to me, though. Well, that's, I mean, you said it was a joke for one person, so. Actually, two, because I enjoyed it as well. Yeah. You, you didn't like getting Rickrolled? Uh, yeah, it was okay. It's back! It's not fair, though, because I didn't click on anything. That makes it even sweeter, though. Oh, I guess. I almost started at the beginning of the song and just let it play for a while, but I just wanted to go to the part that everybody knows. I figured that might freak you out, though, if out of nowhere you just hear fucking... You're having a 80s house party. Fucking A, man. Speaking of that, I've been listening to the Prime Music when I'm working. I'm looking at a really big B-52s and uh, Devo kick for some reason. B-52s fucking rock. They don't get nearly the... I mean, Devo too, but B-52s don't get the credit they deserve. I'm talking like their first two albums, too. I'm not even talking about... Uh, the popular shit, yeah. Yeah. So fucking good. And so weird. Right. That's what makes them awesome. Yeah. Because they're just so fucking out there, man. Yeah. And then Devo, the same thing. They're so fucking weird. Mm-hmm. Like, how did they ever become popular at all? They're so bizarre. I, I've wondered... I've often wondered that, too, because, like... And even, like, Mark Mothersbug, he's gone on to, like great things yeah and it's still his style is just so fucking strange i'm like why do people like this i mean i love it right but it but just doesn't does... seem like the mainstream would be into it right but yeah it's pretty is that great. your pimp spot sure <laughs> devo devo and the b-52s go check them out Remember these fuckers from 30 yeah. years ago you ever heard of these guys <laughs> sadly yeah. some people what listen to this might not have that's what's kind of alarming, yeah. Although, oh, pro- man, if I had fucking Rock Lobster up, I'd play that right now, too. Yeah. That's an awesome fucking song. I mean, yeah, I, I know that's when they started getting more popular, but I don't give a fuck. Rock Rock Lobster rocks, dude. No, that's that was like their first album, I think. Was it? I think that so. That seems like it would have been later Mm-mm. in the Love Shack era. Mm-mm, nope. Wow. Uh, do you like some of that like old music like the original version of uh what's that song that oh i think we're alone now like you know the one tiffany made popular in the 80s you ever heard the original yeah i've heard it do you like that older fucking 50s style like (laughs) doo-woppy type shit Mm. some of it some of it gotta be in the mood for it though yeah some, yeah, sometimes you're in the mood for it, and it's like, yeah, shit that was made, like, 60 years before I was born. Ah, oh, this is good. <laughs> well, yeah, like, I 
listen to uh, after Little Richard just died. I went back and listened to some of his stuff. Yeah, I was like, God damn, he was a bad motherfucker. Like, uh, yeah, everybody, it's uh, weird the shit that did get super famous and the shit that people talked about, and it's like you ain't even scratching the surface, man. Right, like everybody knows, like the the more almost like comical or campy, like almost Liberace ish type shit. Yeah, and like the the pancake makeup and the mm-hmm. the the older year stuff with the wigs and the and it's puffy like, shirts. Yeah, but like if you go back and listen to like his older you know shit when he was, it's fucking good. Mm-hmm. Yep, I knows. Now you got me wanting to listen to some fucking B-52 shit, dude. Because they do. They're fucking good. Didn't you say you were on a Kiss Kick, too? Yeah, one day I listened to, I think, their first five albums, end to end. <laughs> during Damn. the day while I was working. Yeah, I just put it on and listened to them all in a row. It's crazy how many really great albums they made, like, one year apart. Or actually... Yeah. Actually, like, their first five or six albums they were like they were doing two albums a year well i know for a fact the first three came out like 13 months apart yeah it's fucked in up. total yeah i wanted to ask you though because a lot of people give it shit what do you think of like uh sonic boom sonic boom that's one of their latest oh i don't know that i've listened to anything past lick it up Oh, dudes, fucking, I don't understand why people are so fucking pissy about it. Like, I get it. They fucking reissue the same songs over and over again. Mm-hmm. But fucking listen to Sonic Boom. That sounds like early-ish Kiss. Really? Yeah, like Modern Day Delilah is one of the fucking singles off of that, I think. So fucking good, dude. Hmm. I'll have to check that out. You do. I think they put out one more album after that, maybe, but I never got around to it. But, oh, it's such a good fucking album, dude. That was, like, right around the time when fucking after eight-ish years, ACDC came back with Black Ice. And it's like, what, is everybody going to come back with these awesome fucking albums now? I mean, there are some fucking duds on there and shit, but still. Did you know Paul Stanley's missing an ear? Did, did did you no never mind it would have to be cut <laughs> <laughs> was it going to be about jamie lee curtis <laughs> <laughs> what was it going to be about jamie lee curtis no oh, i was okay. going to say it and we can cut it i was going to well see here's the thing i was going to make a power rangers joke but the power rangers was kind of racist like the fucking native american dude was like sort of Native American. The Yellow Ranger was Asian. The Black Ranger was black. Oh. So, I mean, I was, I was going to say, did you know the Black Ranger was missing a finger? But for some reason, it just sounds fucked up. Was he really missing a finger? Yeah, he was. Oh, but it fucked. was fucked up. When he was actually a Power Ranger, he had five, he had ten fingers. So I guess getting into uniform gave him a finger. Hmm. He had a prosthetic finger. That worked? I guess. You're like, they had giant fucking robots that worked. Why can't Uh a finger? Right. (laughs) Well, P.S., those people in those costumes were fucking Japanese. Uh, Yeah, I know. They just bought the footage. I know. They're like, "Uh, Harry, here's some weird kids that talk to a robot. Ah, fuck it. That would have been such a fucking cush job, dude. You 
half the episode is, you know, reused Japanese footage. So you're not working like 12 hours a day, six days a week. You come in for like a half hour and you're like, oh no. And then they cut to Japan. Yeah. Half of it's like hanging out at the peach pit and pouring a milkshake on a fat bully kid's head. Oh, sounds like somebody watched Power Rangers. Somebody might have watched a couple Power Rangers. Uh, it sounds like more than a couple. Nah, it wasn't more than a couple. Did you ever fucking watch that show? What was it? Beetleborgs? Fuck no. Fuck no. They were ripping off the Power Rangers. Why would I watch that? I was going to say, but they had like this dude in uh pancakey um little Richard-esque makeup looking like fucking Jay Leno because he had a huge chin, but he I think it was like a ghost or something. It was fucked up, dude. Oh, I think I remember that. I think I remember right, the Jay Leno yeah, looking ghost. was on right around the time Power Rangers was still the original Power Rangers. Like, movie time. Yeah, no, I was, I was like very much anti-Power Rangers at the time. Why? Because they were like, it felt like they were ripping off Voltron with the fucking Megazord bullshit. Yeah, but I mean, you can't blame Power Rangers for that. That's what the Japanese people did. I know. They were just like, let's rip off what they did, but pay them, but, you know, right. uh, make I our know. own bullshit. I know, but I mean, that, just that idea. But then again, like, that's like a Japanese thing is combining robot shit, transforming, right. and combining robots. I don't know. At the time, I was really offended. Uh, episode 100 is the episode where we learned that I'm not the only one with weird fucking lines. Well, at the time, too, I didn't realize it was just repurposed Japanese footage. I thought it was a totally American show. And I was like, what the fuck is this? They're trying to be like a Japanese show. The drop in quality to the fucking Zords and shit didn't tip you off? I thought it was on purpose. Oh, gotcha. I mean, the whole thing looked like shit to me. I didn't, didn't, <laughs> didn't necessarily look like, you know, it wasn't. I mean, fair it, enough. It but. wasn't like, uh, <laughs> you know, it wasn't like a Scorsese movie in the, when they're, <laughs> when they're in their, you know, street clothes. And then it looks like the letter people when they go to the fucking Zords. It wasn't that much different. Talk about a callback. <laughs> <laughs> the letter people. I wish they would put the fucking letter people on DVD. That's a fucking crime. Well, there's always YouTube, I guess. Yeah, but they're they look like shit. They need to remaster yeah. those things and like spruce them up a little. It's a crime that those don't exist in a better form. I I got nothing, dude. Fucking Who even owns it? Fuck if I know. Well, all right then. Somebody's grumpy today. The fucking litter people. Somebody slept like shit last night. Yeah, but I'm not taking it out on you, am I? Oh, that was supposed to be you. Yeah, somebody slept like shit last night and went through boxes of memories this all day today. Well, what the fuck did you do that for? I don't know. Because we're still going through all this shit in the basement. So we're going through... We went through all of our wedding stuff, and we went through a bunch of old papers on the house and stuff bank papers and a whole bunch of like Bernie's kindergarten papers and shit. That's why you're so low energy. Cause you're like memories. 
Oh, awesome. It's hard to be high energy with a 45 stuck in your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I saw you sent me that map. You need to give me a print copy of that and start subbing in the names when you DM, too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah, let's talk about that real quick. Then we need to get to our planned topics. Um, At Looking Freight did the fucking logo for this episode. Because she's a badass. Yep, it looks great. Yeah, that was your idea, man. Yep, it turned out great. Now who's the mad genius? Still me. Oh, okay. I thought maybe I'd You're, a you're a credit, genius. But... You're just not like, okay, now let's add fucking 45 other characters. Then you're a mad genius. Oh, I see. Okay. When you fucking blow it way out of proportion because you're compensating for growing up fat, then you can claim uh, to be a mad genius. I got you. When you've got a fucking six-part, ten-hour podcast you're trying to foist upon the public. <laughs> <laughs> it's free, guys. Just love me. <laughs> Uh, basically, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that looking for eight. That's awesome. Yep. Yeah, I found that uh that old D and D map because I was looking for because what we're gonna do in a minute here. Packer. No, when I was uh I was looking for my uh my Buffy role playing game books. Oh. And uh, when we were going through boxes today, I just realized that it's not in with all my other books. It's like in a different was in a different box. So why are you so interested in Buffy? I don't know. All of a sudden, you guys might find out a little later, but. um, (laughs) But yeah, I wanted to find that and I ended up finding a folder. I found a folder of all my old West End Star Wars characters and maps and shit that I had drawn. I had wow. this super intricate two-page map that I drew, drew that was like a fucking crazy, I don't even know, I don't even remember what it was supposed to be, but it was fucking badass looking, whatever it was. Here, let me, I'll DM you this. I took a picture okay. of that too. But it was like super intricate. And this is a Star Wars map? Yeah, this was a Star Wars map. Wow. And this would have been uh, before the prequels, right? Oh, Yeah. Oh, so it's really fucking dumb now. (laughs) Yeah. Let me show you. It would be funny if you named one planet or something. It turned out to be right. Like something close to what George did. Um, Yeah, not that smart. Although some some of my character names were apparently not that far off from... I mean, they seem pretty Star Wars y. Here, let's... Let me send you this. I'm thinking this was like two levels of the same building or okay. something. I'm not sure. Maybe I'm not. Maybe waiting it was two your different message. Maybe it was two different. Um, and then I'm going to send you this this character sheet that I found of these NPCs that I made. Whoa, this is like an imp complex or something it looks like. I know, right? Wow. Look at that fucking hand-drawn beauty. I remember my dad once got graph paper and he was like, we're all going to design fucking houses and shit. (laughs) And we were like, what? We were like, huh? And he got into it for like two or three weeks. He had like 
four or five graph paper notebooks and shit. And then he just dropped it. <laughs> and it's like, what a weird fucking divergence this shit was. Yeah. That sounds like me. You just be all into it and then just drop it. <laughs> no shit. But yeah, so fucking weird. Like rulers and compasses and all kinds of shit and then done. That's weird. Working to design houses. Okay. And do what with the designs? I guess look at them. Oh. What is this? Chibador? Mm-hmm. Liscani or? Mm-hmm. Wow. I've thought before it would be kind of interesting to fucking do a uh, Star Wars one. Yeah, me too. Campaign. Yeah. We talked about maybe doing that next at one point. But uh, Yeah. Is it fun to do it with two people? Um, Because if not, be. it'll be like six years by the time we get done with fucking... <laughs> Phineas, Jibs, and Dilsnick. Yeah. No, what I was thinking was it would be cool if if we knew, um, like, Jay Sarge's into playing D&D, right? If we knew yeah. somebody who was into playing other shit, like a different guest. Smokey? Yeah. Yeah, we could fucking see if Smokey's into it. Yeah. <laughs> we could annoy people with fucking two games that happen once every fucking year. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's fucking cool. Movement 12. Okay, I can't get fucking down this rabbit hole now. We're trying to do a show here. Right. No, I was just showing you because I was actually... I know, in... but you showed me and it's like, oh, this is cool. Yeah, and that's not even like a main character, though. Those are like those are like side characters. But I had created like this... NPCs or something? Yeah, so I had, and I had created this, uh, this Smuggler's Moon type place where you could like go... Hmm do black market I remember shit. you telling me about this. Yeah. I had a, my guy had like a, a Bith co-pilot who was like the tech dude. Yeah, I remember all this now. Once you said Smuggler's Moon, I was like, hey, that's familiar. Yeah. That's fun. Um, You want to get into our other shit now that we're a half hour in? Yeah, sure. <laughs> oh, speaking of D&D... Yeah. You want to do a pimp spot? Sure. Fuck yeah. Mm. Hey, baby. What you need? Yeah. Uh, how much is this going to cost me? How much you got? Whoa! Oh yeah, baby! Come on in to the Nerd Blitz Pimp Spot! Play the intro. God damn it. It's already done been played. I know it has. (laughs) my pimp spot though three podcasts and you know what they are (laughs) (laughs) 
I actually mention them later in the show. Mm-hmm. One is something that you mentioned fucking years ago, I think, when we first started playing with Jay Sarge. Yeah. Um, another, the other two are ones I found on my own because I'm my own man, baby. I see. Um, but Brian Posehn's Nerd Poker, oh, it's so good. Mm, yeah, that's pretty. That's pretty fun. Have you made any more headway on it? I have not. It's been a while since I've listened to any podcast, really. Yeah. Yeah, I've noticed you haven't mentioned your, you know, regulars. Yeah, no. Lately. Ever since ever since I've been working from home, I don't I don't listen to stuff in the car, you know. So right. And then I've kind of just like a lot of that stuff just is like like the comedy ones and stuff. I'm just like I don't know. I just don't I don't feel like being entertained like that. I guess right now, yeah. people making jokes. I'm like. Mm. That's, that's all that funny in my life at the moment, so I don't I don't feel like laughing at stupid jokes, I guess. Which is yeah. Which is fucked up since that's what we're doing right now. But kind of. Well, one of us is laughing. Yeah, but that's different. That's us telling jokes, not listening to somebody else. Well, I mean, that's kind of what led me down the fucking uh, next conversation path months ago. Shit, about a year ago now. And it's kind of what led me down the fucking D&D path. I was getting tired of the fucking same old, same old. And then, like Kev, all of the pods I listened to of his, he put on Patreon now. Other than Smodcast. So it's just like, what else do I, What else can I find? And I, uh, I remember I searched D&D one day and I remembered you talking about uh, nerd poker and I just kind of dove into that and I was like oh this is so good. Yeah it is fun If I keep forgetting to tell you this but I think they're still around if, since you're in, since you're on like a, a role playing game type kick. You should check out Fear the Boot. Fear the Boot? Mm-hmm. Those are local guys that have a pretty decent um, community of They've been doing a show since 2007, at least. Wow. Yeah. They, they've been Fear on. the Boot actual play? I don't know. Do they have actual it's plays a long-running podcast on tabletop playing, role-playing game culture. Come on. Click on it, you fuck up. In this spinoff show, we record ourselves playing various Oh, they do do games. that now. Oh, that's funny Both because... That's funny because that was one of their big no-nos like when they when I used to listen to them that was like one of their rules was like nobody gives a shit about your game stories. Like it's only um, it's only interesting when you're doing it. Don't don't record it and make people listen to it cuz it's it's fucking terrible. And oh, boring. Wow. And now they're actually doing it. That's funny. Holy fuck. They're uh up to 548 episodes and then they've got 90 bonus episodes. Yeah, they had like a rotating cast of people that would come uh, in and out. Like their lineup has changed a few times, I think. See, that's the thing I hate. Yeah, well, I mean, I think it's the same guy, the same leader of it. That, right. That Dan, Dan Repperger. I think he's, okay. I think he's still the, the, the head of it. Have they done a total party wipe? <laughs> <laughs> See, I know the lingo now. Which, that's something I noticed listening to the fucking uh, R&D game this year. Yeah. 
with me listening to all these podcasts, I have picked up a thing or two. I'm like, yay me, I'm not the fucking loser who's like, what's a Dungeon and Dragon now? No, now you're the loser that knows what a Dungeon and Dragon is. <laughs> fucking hey, you fuckers are like, how long is a round? And it's like, uh, or how long is a turn? And it's like six seconds, and you're like, what? <laughs> somebody has somebody has post-its on their pages in their rule book now. Yeah, for- what a loser. <laughs> I wonder who that is. I just threw that out there because I, th- I was thinking maybe that might be something you'd be into now if you run out I'll of check it out, yeah. stuff. The other one I started listening to, I'm going through in order the ones I listened to. The other one is the official D&D podcast, Dragon Talk. Mm, okay. That's, that's pretty fucking good. I especially like their uh, lore you should know segment. Oh, yeah? Where basically they fucking dive deep on some little fucking nugget from you know, one of the settings or something, and lately they've been stuck on that Theros setting, so they're talking about, like, all the gods and creatures and that and shit. Yeah, I think that's, like, their new product or something. They're, they're... Yeah. Something new, it's like, they're advertising it is what they're doing, but yeah. Yeah, I forget what the other newest one is, too, but... Salt yeah, Marsh? they've been really no. relying on those two hard, the new yeah. ones. Mm-hmm. Um, but... I guess Wizards of the Coast puts out that uh, the Betrayal games, too. I was listening to that, and I heard him fucking mention the Scooby-Doo version. I was like, holy fucking shit. Yeah. Yeah, Wizards of the Coast does a lot of stuff. I mean, they do magic. They do D&D. They do uh But it was just shocking to me things. to fucking stumble across, <laughs> yeah. you know, listening yeah. to a fucking D&D podcast, and all of a sudden they're talking about Scooby-Doo. Because I don't think they even really talked about it much when... Uh, they interviewed Matt Lillard back in June or whatever. Mm. But, oh, it's so fucking good. Yeah, they've got a bunch of different fucking segments that touch on all kinds of D&D type shit. Like, they've got one about how to DM and whatnot. So are you suggesting I need to listen to that? Uh, no, no. Cause, <laughs> you know, you fucking bitch about your DMing style. And like I said, I know I make jokes, but it's it's funny to me that every time when somebody says something to one of your fucking characters, you're like, oh, like, yo, I didn't know you were going to say that. <laughs> that makes me laugh. But you're not that bad, dude. Yeah, I don't know. But I used to be better, but, I'm sure of it. But maybe that was just my imagination. Maybe I was just less self-aware. I mean, you probably weren't listening to it back, so you didn't have to worry about that. And That's true. Listening to it back, you're like, oh my god, this sucks, even if it's not suck. So, but anyway, no, I'm just telling you different segments they I have, know, you I'm, fucking I know. touchy bitch. I know, I'm, I know. <laughs> I know, I'm making fun of you, I know. It's a joke, that's what we do here. Nuh-uh. <laughs> and then the other one, the other pod I listened to, it. Uh, this is like a super popular choice, but I don't give a fuck. It took me a while to get into it. But, oh, it's so good. Uh, fucking Critical Role. Oh, it's so good. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> it's, I mean, you pro- everybody probably has heard of it that listens to this. But it's fucking eight voice actors sitting around playing D&D. So it, it takes me back to, like, 39 when, you know, I went to a con. And it's like, these are my people. No bullshit. These are my people. They're actually voice actors? I didn't realize that. 
Yeah, um, all of them are. Fucking, you know that Laura Bailey chick who was uh, MJ in Spider-Man, PS4? Oh, okay, yeah. She's in it. Uh, Ashley Johnson, I think is her name, the broad that was Ellie in um, both of the Last of Us games. Hmm. I'm not familiar with those, but... I know you don't know the games, but I figure that might help you figure out who she is. Um, Matt, a a lot, a lot of what they do is like anime shit. That's why, like Matt Mercer, I only time I've ever heard of him is like in relation to D and D. That's cool. Um, I'm like 45 episodes into the first campaign, and yeah, is that all they do? I'd probably be a lot further in, but the fucking Google Podcast feed always crashes. Oh, so I've. I found a workaround, but it's still a pain in the nuts. Yeah. Do they do they only do D&D, or they do other games, too? Um, On their YouTube channel, they do a lot of shit. Oh, yeah. But through the podcast feed, they it's mostly D&D, but they do play other role-playing games and shit. And then on the feed that's not... Because they've got two feeds. The feed from when they were on Geek and Sundry, and then... The feed from when they went out on their own. Mm-hmm. Uh, on the feed, when they're on their own, they've got, you know, all kinds of shit. I think they played, like, a Doom role-playing role game, not me, like the video game Dune. Yeah. Um, they had some Western role-playing game they played for, like, five episodes or something. Huh. So, yeah, it's all kinds of shit. And then they do an after show on YouTube that gets podcasted in the new feed, too. They got fucking... Tons of content, dude. Like, most of their episodes, that's why I like it, too. It's like TNC, where it's basically almost every episode is like two hours at least. So you can listen to it sped up just a little bit and get through it way faster. But there's all that content to get through. So, yeah, that's been my fucking listening lately. It's all D&D, basically, except for, you know, like my normals, like uh, Bill Nye's podcast and Neil deGrasse Tyson's podcast. I've gone full fucking nerd since we started this show, dude. Yeah, I know. I know. You thought you were a nerd before, but... Fucking A, dude. No, you were not. <laughs> nope. No, it's like, you think you listen to the science podcast? What about the D&D ones? Uh, I like Scooby-Doo and Star Wars. Fuck all this other shit. I, well, I never said that. No, I know you didn't. I liked comics, too. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's right. But yeah, check out those three podcasts. Tell them I sent you and they'll say, who? They'll say, thanks. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah. yeah. Good Speaking shit, of that, um, one more thing I'll plug real quick is... Uh, Your butt. You've been... Yeah. Well, that's already plugged. I got one of those little sparkly heart ones, you know, that you've seen. <laughs> <clears throat> um, no, Things the, have uh, changed for you since we started, too. <laughs> yeah. you you said you're you said you've turned total nerd and that's been your your all your listening's been D &D stuff well like all my reading has turned into role-playing game books yeah lately and uh what's made it so convenient to just like flip through shit is uh i stumbled onto this place called the okay and they, it's a repository for uh, role-playing game PDFs, and I don't know... They're mostly, like, out of print, right? 
Yeah, a lot of it's out of print stuff and uh, right, like old stuff. But not all of it's out of print stuff. Um, so I'm we not don't talk sure. about that. So I'm not sure how they get away with it, but uh, I, I I'm glad they do because <laughs> I have a hell of a lot of fun going through their list of shit and downloading stuff. <laughs> I was going to say, maybe you shouldn't talk about this then. <laughs> uh, maybe you're not. Maybe I should cut that. <laughs> hey, we got B- extra B-roll from this episode. <laughs> but anyway, that place is pretty cool. I found like I found all kinds of shit. I found some first edition Warhammer 40,000 stuff that I didn't even know existed. Is that where you found the stuff you gave me? Uh, Which stuff? Like the Army of Darkness and shit? The Indiana yeah. Jones? Yep. Yeah. I tried going through those on my computer, but that was a bitch. Yeah, that's not the most... Conv- I mean, it's not the easiest thing, really, but... Yeah. I'm just not built for reading like that. Yeah, I'm, I've am i gotten more used to it, but it's, it's still not my favorite way to do it. Like, when we were doing uh, Comic-Con... Yeah. The last one, I read most of that on an iPad. Oh! <gasps> Well, I guess not most of it, maybe half of it. And then, then I got out my epic hardback and read it. It was so much better. you got out your omnibus. Fuck, it was so much better. Yeah. Than, than the iPad. Well, it's like, I had a copy of 5th edition, you know, digitally, and it's like, I can't read this. I just can't. Since I've gotten a hard copy, oh, dude, I fucking, if I get bored, I just flip through the fucker and read shit. Yeah. I don't know, I've, but I've always been that way, dude. If I've got it in print, I'll devour the shit. But if yeah, you want to give it to me digitally, it's just like meh. <laughs> and I said that purposely. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not into digits. <laughs> it's not what I heard. <laughs> but yeah, so there's that. I figured that would keep with the theme, though. Yeah. Anywho, yeah. Anywho. Um, what do you want to go into next? Um, I don't know. You choose. Well, if I'm choosing, you know, well, no, because let's talk about training formers because then we'll go to the thing that I love and then we'll go back to the other thing you saw. Okay. I'll sit back because I know you got a lot to get off your chest. Okay. So Netflix just dropped a new show, a uh, Transformers show. Now they call it an anime I guess because it's directed by a Japanese guy. I don't know. But it's more like, uh, to me, it feels more like Machinima or whatever, where it's like... What the fuck is the distinction? Um, hold on. Let me look up a definition real quick. Well, let me put it this way. That's probably one thing you'll never get me into is like anime, because I just can't with it, dude. There's just something about it that feels not right to me. You know? Machinima is the use of real-time computer graphics engines to create a cinematic production. Well, I guess so that is what it is, kind of. Let's see. Uh, most often, video games are used to generate the computer animation. Machinima-based really? artists, sometimes called machinimists or machinimators, are often fan laborers by virtue of their reuse of copyrighted materials, blah, blah, blah. Ain't that half the shit your kid watches is machinima, then? Oh, probably. The practice of using <laughs> graphics engines from video games arose from the animated software introductions to the 80s. Hmm. I don't know. Maybe I'm totally fucking wrong. Um, but it's not. It's definitely 
it's definitely not um, anime in the sense of hand drawn or even computer to to look like it's hand. It's it's CG, so it's like three D animation. Anyway, it's uh, Transformers War for Cybertron, and uh, I'm almost wondering if this is because it says it says a trilogy. Somewhere I saw it said a trilogy, but this was like six episodes. So is this like six episodes? Or this is like, is there a season one to this? And this is season two and there's going to be a season three. See, I don't know. That's like that Guillermo del Toro fucking fantasy series. They're calling it a trilogy of shows, but each one has multiple seasons. I think. That's weird. So I don't fucking understand it. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't look into it. I should have probably did a little research, but. F.J. DeSanto is the producer or somebody, somebody on it, but he's one of the ones that did that that other Transformers CG show that was out not that long ago. I forget what it was, what it was called exactly. Okay. Uh, but that was like, people were fucking nutting over that show too. Right. Um, so I'm wondering if this is just like the second part of a longer story. Or a longer planned story. Anyway, it's just like a six-episode short series, you know? Right. So anyway, I heard that people were really digging it and giving it high praise or whatever. and So I started watching it, and I enjoyed it. I burned through the whole series in like 24 hours. Yeah, when you told me that, it's like, what the f- How? How many episodes yeah. is it? And then you were like, well, it's six 24-minute episodes. And I was like, oh. <laughs> Well, for me, that's still that's still impressive for me. But yeah, but the way people were talking about it, like it was like it was this fucking monstrous epic. Yeah, it's not that. <laughs> like it was some fucking twenty episode hour long or yeah hour long twenty episode season or something. Right. It was Transformers Game of Thrones. Right. But it's not. <laughs> I enjoyed it. Overall, I liked it, but I don't know. It's like one of those things where I can't tell if I really like it or just like it a little bit or, yeah, you know what I mean? It's, uh, it looks pretty good. The, the designs are all pretty faithful, like very faithful, actually, that, especially compared to the Michael Bay garbage. The problems that I had with it are they didn't use any original voices. Huh? That sounds familiar. Which seems like that would have been so easy to do. Right. I mean, I don't know. Maybe, I don't know, maybe Peter Cullen's not doing this anymore, but it's like, really? You couldn't pay him to do the fucking voice? Although, the dude that does the the Optimus Prime voice, I told you I thought it was him. Yeah. And then, I, then I looked and I was like, oh shit, that's not him. That's somebody else. It's some new guy. Or maybe not new, but new to me. And, uh. He does a pretty damn good job of sounding exactly like him, or at least close enough. I think what you said was you thought it was him. They were just using uh, new processing techniques or something. Yeah, right? it just sounded like it was maybe processed a little different. Yeah. Um, but for the most part, it was the same. He does a good job of like almost too good of a job replicating like the cadence, his cadence, like how slow he talks and how deliberate his words are. You know, it's almost right. That's one of my gripes actually is that it's almost in a, in a couple spots it's it's almost like a caricature or a parody of optimus prime mm. and the other thing is like everybody talks like that 
almost everybody in this show talks so slow and so dramatic and do they try to mimic like the graveliness to make it seem more important too um yeah kind of really? yeah and i mean nobody sounds other than optimus prime nobody sounds like what their they characters should. yeah like their characters would sound if you were right. looking at the original cartoon and yeah those those voices are like you know goofy and 80s and you know the fucking robot wouldn't sound like that you know what i mean yeah the, the robot well wouldn't sound i got like, news for you fucking michael bay doesn't know how to cast robots either because trust me those robots in the second one are like whoa yeah that's spongebob no, voiced uh-uh yeah now um aside from the voices being so much and a lot of the voices sounded very very similar like kind of low and growly and it's like i can't tell who's talking really there seemed like almost no personality differences really although i will i will say that the guy doing starscream sounds kind of like starscream they actually made an attempt on that one it's pretty close but Megatron doesn't sound at all like Frank Welker. Boo. I didn't hate it, though. It, it it fit. It was fine, I guess. But it wasn't... It wasn't the, like, the sneering kind of arch-villainy, over-the-top kind of voice that he had. It totally fit what they were going for. It's just not what you expect from that character, right? I guess so, yeah. Yeah. Right. The story was good, though. I liked the... I liked the story oh the other thing was like i didn't like some of the characters that got killed because i knew spoilers because i knew well okay spoilers but i I knew from i knew from maybe the second episode i was like i know exactly where these six episodes are going to end i know exactly what's going to happen and when some of the people didn't make it along the way i was like well why would you do why there are other people you could have there are other no name or you know, I mean, I guess I understand from, I don't know. I'm on, I'm on the fence about it, but, but the story was good. It brought in a lot of like the lore of Cybertron and stuff. Not necessarily things that you would have seen. Not, not necessarily everything was stuff from the cartoon either. It was like, well, that's what I want to ask you. How much research did you do on this series? Um, this new series? Yeah. None. Because I'm wondering if it mixed in any of the shit from those uh, video games that were put out because they put out like War for Cybertron video games or something like mm, that. Maybe. A few years back. And then um, I think it was those Alan Dean Foster books I gave you. Mm-hmm. Those are like sort of same thing like Cybertron Wars and shit. And those, I think the games and the novels are both supposed to be canon. Hmm. Okay. So it makes me wonder how if any of this is based on either of those properties. Now, in the original cartoon, I know, you know the the whole reason that the Autobots and them they ended up on Earth was they were having a civil war on Cybertron, and the Autobots were fleeing the planet. I think they were fleeing the planet, or they were just flying their ship, or something happened and. The Decepticons got on it, and they had a fight in the ship, and then the next thing, the ship crashed on Earth, and then they were, like, destroyed. They were, like, all busted up, and they were there for, like, 
millions of years, mm-hmm. like through through the age of the dinosaurs or whatever, and then they the computer That's worked when them up somehow. Happened? No, it didn't. That never happened. <laughs> and then, uh, yikes! And then anyway, that but the whole the whole the whole Civil War thing was that was it was cool to see in this show like the lead up the Civil War part, right? And the way that the the two factions are divided seemed pretty realistic, like their ideological differences. It wasn't just like, Mm -hmm. I'm going to world the universe or whatever the fuck. It was actually like, there was some pathos, sort of. It was more than, I'm an evil, scary monster. Pretty, yeah, basically. It was more like, yeah, there was actually more, more motivation, I guess, other than just, I'm a bad guy and I'm a good guy. Because we told you so. Right. And I did like some of the the little the ways that the way that they kind of tweaked people's backstories or not that there was like elaborate backstories in the cartoon or anything, but <laughs> there were there were a few um, there were a couple things that happened that were directly or yeah, I guess directly. Yeah, definitely directly con- contradicted by this show. OK, but some of them I actually I liked. I liked the way they kind of reworked rework their you know their stories is it weird for you going from like 80s cartoon where it was like there was no real overarching story it was just like good guys bad guys they're doing their thing anyway see you next week to something where there's like a definitive hard to miss storyline throughout not really because it it, it really wasn't i I mean it, it was in the original the 84 cartoon, it was kind of like, here's the good guys, here's the bad guys are doing their thing. But yeah. there was an overarching plot. I mean, there they were, you know, there were plot threads. They would usually go for like two or three episodes and then. Oh, I didn't know, know that. Yeah, it was it wasn't just a, a series of one shot episodes. Um, yeah, I thought it was. Huh. No, there's there were multiple parts in the year. You know, the whole thing is the Decepticons trying to get back to Cybertron. So there's like a whole season long thing where they're trying to build a space bridge so that they can get back to Cybertron and they're going to they're going to start like strip mining Earth of all their energy and taking that back to Cybertron so that they can just defeat the Autobots or whatever, because they'll have all the power and the Autobots are running out of Energon. It was this this show was actually pretty grim. Which is probably the one of the more jarring things, or the things that I had had to get used to the most, was like how grim it was. Like, like these motherfuckers are dying. Like, <laughs> like there's like death. It's not like, uh, oh, I just got shot and now I'm okay. It's like so they're not completely disregarding the fucking Michael Bay method. <laughs> um, what do you mean? Oh, because they get killed. People the. Well, because those Michael Bay movies, they took it like uber seriously and they're like, motherfuckers are dead now. You know, this robot you've liked since the 80s, he's fucking dead. Deal with that, uh, bitch. Uh, kind of, I mean, they've been doing that since 1986, so. I guess fuck me in the ear again, damn. <laughs> I mean, if you, if you if you were around to see the Transformers the movie in the theater, you were, you've, you've since been fucked mentally. For the rest of your life, so this show ain't got nothing on that. So, gotcha. Okay. Um, there's no surprises in this that are like <laughs> that are like Transformers the movie. Let's put it that way. 
<laughs> You've loved him since you were a child. Now he's dead. Yeah, but no, it just seemed like the stakes were real. Like, you could see right. why this... Oh, and they fucking call the Jets, they call them Seekers in this. Remember how I was saying... That was something that I found out reading that Transformer toy book that, that mm-hmm. the, the Decepticon jets were called Seekers, the Takara line of toys. Right, actually, right, right. They yeah. actually call them Seekers in this show. They're like, they're the Seeker Corps. Like, they're the, that's the name of their, I Big guess, spooky div- division. Badness. Well, if they're like division, like they're, you know, like the Air Force, but they're called the Seekers. Yeah. Um. So that was kind of neat. Yeah. I mean, personalities weren't always like what I thought they should be like Bumblebee. I didn't think he was like the way Bumblebee should act really at all. Oh, he didn't talk through the radio. Uh, no, that I was okay with, (laughs) but he was, he was kind of very cynical and very like, not, um, he cares. We're going to die anyway. Kind of. He was kind of like, he wasn't, well, getting into spoilers again, but some cool stuff happens with him, though. So that, so I get why they did it made his personality that way because he goes through some shit, you know, changes his outlook on things. But okay. it still was kind of weird that it was like, well, this isn't like Bumblebee at all. He doesn't even look like a Volkswagen. <laughs> oh, that was the other thing. That was kind of weird. It was like Optimus Prime still looked like a truck. Even on Cybertron, he looked almost like a, a semi-cab, which like in the cartoon when they were on Cybertron, they all looked like fucking alien vehicles or like, you know, spaceships Wait, and stuff. so they actually went back to Cybertron in, in the fucking old cartoon? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Wow, I really don't know fuck about Transformers. I can't remember when they went back in the cartoon if they, if it was just in flashbacks that they looked different, and when they went back... Mm they were still look like cars. But yeah, in this, it's like, they all almost look like Earth vehicles. It's weird. I mean, I guess I understand why they did it, but it was like, man, he looks an awful lot like a fucking big rig, like a Mack truck, you know what I mean? Yeah, and so this is set after they were on Earth? No, before. Yeah, that's fucking weird then. Yeah. But I did like that Megatron wasn't a gun. <laughs> they didn't... Pew, pew. They didn't they didn't somehow make a way for him to turn into a fucking handgun. So they made him a tank instead, which is way better. And I think in Michael Bay's movies, he was a jet, wasn't he? He was. That's stupid. <laughs> fucking stupid decision. He much better as a tank. It makes more sense. Yeah. I Just guess saying. it's not too great for mobility, though. No, but his whole thing is he's got a giant cannon on his arm, so... Right. When he right. transforms into a gun, he's still a gun. You know, his... his. Uh... I, I don't really think fucking Michael Gay... Michael Gay. <laughs> oh, there you go. Wow, that was a Freudian slip. <laughs> no shit. <laughs> Tell us how you really feel. It's, it's not too far off. <laughs> um, I don't think Michael Bay gave too much a shit about the fucking uh, canon. No, I don't think so either. I'm just saying. But it, it's a good show. It was It was, it was a... An entertaining show. There was, like I said, they're only like 24 minutes long, but yet, and there's only six of them, but yet I really felt like they pulled some taffy. Like, like I'm like, how the fuck are you making this? How are you dragging your feet on this? I thought for sure you were going to come in here guns a-blazing because the way you were talking, it was like you were going to be like, and this is fucking dumb. 
Well, no. I mean, I definitely had, um, I definitely got issues with it, but I guess most of my issues are minor. There's only a couple that are like, oh, come on, why'd you do it like that? Okay. And most of it's more like some of the execution I didn't like, not necessarily the the idea of it. But uh, yeah, I mean, I didn't hate it, obviously, if I kept watching the show. Right. But um, I don't know, just the fucking threat of I've got notes was like, uh-oh. Well, well, yeah, like I said, like I didn't like the voices. I didn't think the voice acting was very strong for the most part. I think I thought the guy that did Optimus Prime was pretty decent. But right, again, right. but again, like I think he he was just too ponderous. Like his the the way he talked, the way he would deliver his lines was just too you know. It was like an elephant watching an elephant walk. You know what I mean? It was like, yeah, it's power, but why is it so slow? You know, right? Even Jetfire, one of the jets, he, even he was like. He was like talking like Optimus Prime half the time too, and so was Megatron. They would they would take these pauses in between their words, and it was like, I really can't believe how slow. Why were they say everything? Yeah, kind of, but not not as ridiculous. Right, but but just like but just those just those pauses, and it's like weird pauses that no normal fucking critter person type would take. Right, like you, like they can get out the first word, and then they forget what they're going to say for a couple seconds, and then they say two more words, and then they're like, hmm, what should I say next? You know, like they're thinking about, like every word they say is so heavy. Wow, that's strange. Yeah, it really was. Um, so it made it a lot less, um, I don't know. I mean, it was already dark and grim. It was like, you could like right. make them a little bit more energetic, I guess. A little more fucking peppy. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah, that's fucking weird because, especially if you're like, they pulled the taffy a little, it's like you tighten some of that shit up, you could probably cut a minute off of each of these episodes. Right. I mean, there's there's tons of, uh, like, interactions between Optimus Prime and Alita One, who's like kind of his girlfriend-ish type. Like his... Sure. Like his female second-in-command. In the cartoon, I think they were kind of boyfriend girlfriend i think there's lots of scenes with them where it's like they're saying the same shit they they said before right you can sit and listen but but shush shush okay how long can i talk i mean you can say something once in a while but we're doing our show okay what we've both got visitors (laughs) oh yeah but they like they they cover the same ground. Like she disapproves of how stubborn he's being, and you know it's I don't know. It seems like they could have shaved a whole episode off with just the, the the wheel spinning that happens in some of these episodes. So what you're saying is, it's like Brian Michael Bendis wrote it. Some of it, yeah, yeah. Oh God. Oh God, no. Yeah. It's a lot of saying the same same names. Oh, there's a lot of there's a lot of repeated use of the word Cybertron. Yeah. Allspark. What? Um. So that Allspark shit wasn't just in the Bay movies. I guess not. I think I think that was original. I mean, I think that's an original thing to the cartoon. Okay. I think. See that 
the cartoon went on a little bit after the movie, after the first Transformers movie, but I didn't really, I was like so scarred by that movie that I kind of yeah, stopped, once, I kind of stopped watching the cartoon. Right. Once Optimus was dead, you're like, why bother anymore? Right. And then, so I think after that, and it, stuff got really weird too. The quality got really bad and the storylines got really bad because it was, uh, I think it was, I think they were getting like Japanese episodes and, and redoing them. Um, okay. So there was like a, like it went far into the future. Like it, like the movie itself, the Transformers movie jumped ahead like 10 or 20 years or something like 20 years, maybe. Yeah. Uh, now maybe 10 years, 15 years. So it was like in a more futuristic earth. And then I think it went even farther after that in the TV show. So it was like, this is really weird. Like, like nothing seemed the same anymore. So I just kind of right. didn't watch it anymore, but I think they did go into more of the, the alpha Trion and, uh, all spark and all that kind of stuff. Hey, Dad, let me say something. Okay, what are you going to say? It explains why the show's garbage. Explains why the show's garbage? I what mean, show? the movie. The movie's not garbage. The Transformers movie? The original? Oh, I thought he was talking about this show. Oh. No, he's not talking about this show. I'm talking about the realistic one. Yeah, the realistic. Yeah. The, the live action movie. The yeah, Bay ones. The two realistic Optimus Prime. Yeah, those are garbage, right? We hate those. Yeah. You've never even seen them, but I know you hate them. You want to know why? Why? If like if it's like a cartoon show that was made a long time ago. Yeah. The movie Careful. of it's gonna get really bad. Uh, it seems like that. Kinda. Uh, by the way. What? Here's an example: Alvin and the Chipmunks. Alvin and the Chipmunks. That's a good example. Yep. Yeah. And that's what's what's messed up about that is Jason Lee is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> but those movies are dog shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that movie's still bad. Yep, they are bad. But this one's but hey, pretty the good. The Flintstones movies are good. <laughs> um. You don't like the Flintstones movies? The live action ones? Yeah. Fuck no. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Why not? <laughs> Let me guess, realistic dinosaur. <laughs> but I guess I wasn't a kid when those came out, so <laughs> eh, that could play into it. That's probably part of it. Oh, speaking of the Flintstones, did you know sh- um shows like Scooby Doo and the Flintstones mm-hmm. had a movie crossover with WWE? <laughs> yeah, he did know that. I did, yeah. So you can see, um, Braun Schwulman Fretful. Oh, oh, also, um, the, the same exact thing happened to the Jetsons. Yeah. Also the Jetsons. The Jetsons had a crossover with WWE? Yeah. Remember mm. from like two years ago? Oh, they did. <laughs> they did, didn't they? Yeah, they did. Did, uh, hold on. Did you pull him out again? Hello? Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought you got unplugged again. Oh, no, no, no. Sorry. I was Googling. Oh. Here's something. Something. Yeah. So you can see Scooby-Doo with John Cena. Dun, 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 dun. Did you ever show them the Surf's Up WWE movie? Uh, I don't think so. The one where they're penguins or something? Oh, yeah. Yeah, no. I don't think so. Um, the 
Flintstone. So you can see Fred Flintstone and Braun Strowman. Braun Strowman. I'm pretty sure he wasn't in those cartoons. Mm. Where, where I can't he? remember because I never oh. saw the WWE one. Oh. Or the Jetsons one. Da, 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 da. So you can see, so you can see Scooby Scooby Doo and John Cena. Yeah. The Jetsons and John Cena. Yeah, John Cena and John Cena. <laughs> John Cena and the Transformers. <laughs> no, that, that's not gonna happen in a billion years. He's in the Bumblebee movie. It's already happened. I didn't watch the. What? I never got the WWE or the uh, Flintstones one because I just couldn't get past Barney's voice. Oh. Yeah. Marty! Hey, speaking of the Flintstones, did you know they also um, sold... The, did you know also the Flintstones had a commercial of drugs? <laughs> Actual drugs? Yeah, like a PSA. You mean vitamins? No, I think he's talking about like a PSA or something. Oh, gotcha. Oh, you can also see Fred Flintstone in John Cena. <laughs> yeah. Dun, dun, what dun, what dun. Bumblebee film? <laughs> the Bumblebee live action movie. Yeah? It had a wrestler in it? It has John Cena in it. What? Yeah. I know, it just blew your mind, didn't I? I was not expecting that. Yeah. Oh. Hey. Hey. Did you, did you notice this YouTube channel called Fred? Oh, no. Yes. This, um, this Fred guy, his logo, his R is backwards. Yeah, because he's dumb. He doesn't know how to spell right. <laughs> they get them free movies. I know, and John Cena's in that too. <laughs> yes, he is. So Matt TV made an episode of Reject. Are you, you just going to hijack the show or what? <laughs> Wait, he's trying to. No, I'm not. Okay, finish this, and then you got to shush for a minute so we can. Move on to our conversation. Oh, do it later. No, you can do it now. No, because there's like two things in it. Well then, okay. Anyway, so, yeah. I, I mean, I enjoyed it. And it did end up where I thought it was going to, so I'll, I'll be interested to see if they make a, another series after this, how that goes. Yeah, I don't understand the whole, it's a trilogy thing works. Like I'm saying, I there must have been a series that was before this, maybe, and there's going to be one after it. Possibly, yeah. But then I again, know. I don't, I don't understand why they're acting like this is something new. You know what I mean? It just, they, it seemed like everybody was like, well, "I've never seen anything like this before." So, so then, right. how is this? The best I can guess is like this is the first part of some sort of reboot. Yeah. I don't know because, like I said, I don't know all that much about Transformers. I mean, I fucking watched Beast Wars when I was a kid and was like, "Yeah, I'm good." I mean, I did like they they did. They were able to fit some of the characters in in a kind of interesting way, like a not not totally unexpected way, but like just like a different way, or they introduced them in a way that you didn't expect them to be introduced or something, you know. So, I just wish the voices had been better. I wish the voice, I wish the voice choices would have been better, and that some of the voice acting would have been better. Do you think the voices would have been fine if they hadn't acted? so weird yeah i think so i think so because there are a couple um like i think the the slowness of the way megatron talks was fine and the slowness that optimus prime talked was fine although he was a little over the top with the slowness but 
but the way that everybody else kind of talks the same or they all sound like they're talking exactly the same right those two kind of earn the gravitas everybody else though it's like come on dick cheese and i get it like the situation is is really dire like they're almost ex- being they're about to be extinguished i mean to be uh you know they're they're facing an extinction level event or extinction level war so i get why everybody's such a fucking sourpuss but pep it up a bit yeah or yeah put a little oomph in it i mean the same could be said about us though we're currently facing an extinction level event and we're like yeah yeah that's true i guess <laughs> you got a little bit more sympathy for him now don't you yeah i suppose so this show's fucking awesome yeah but but you know what i mean like everybody seems no like a, i feels you. like a martyr of some kind or you know what i mean everything everybody's like you know no i got you yeah. everybody just it, like you said they just take it they're taking it way too fucking seriously yeah kind of right but i recommend it if you like transformers check it out it's pretty good not perfect but watchable enjoyable there you go kids you heard it from the fitz man himself <laughs> you see what i did right there uh, something else that I have watched some of would be a show we've spent fucking God knows how many months bitching about. And not about the show itself, just the handling of it, really. With absolutely no promotion or uh, awareness whatsoever, somebody just stumbled across it one day and was like, Oh shit, hey, did y'all know this? Warner Brothers decided to dump the back half of season one of Scooby-Doo and Guess Who on Boomerang. What? Which, it's it's been suggested to me, it's like, why can't you just be happy? And it's like, because they did it in the shittiest possible fucking way. They fucking promoted it before and then pulled it, and then they were quiet for, oh, about 13-ish weeks. And then they just fucking dumped it, and it's like, what are you doing? Yeah, the fact that they dumped it with no sort of, uh, not even a like, hey, it's available now. I'm not even talking about like a buildup, not even just, not even an announcement. It just showed up. Yeah, it was literally somebody stumbled across it and told somebody else. And then it fucking everybody was like, hey, do you know this is up yeah. now? And I mean, it had only what? been, it had only been like a week or days since I had just checked. My kids kept checking. and we had Dude, just... I was checking every day. Yeah. And then you texted me or whatever and was like, dude, it's up. And you were like, oh, I'm I'm glad your doctor fixed that. And I was like, no, not that. That's still broke. <laughs> and yeah, I've watched one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Seven of the 13, and it's just like, ah, oh, welcome back, old friend. Even the fucking episodes I don't like, like the fucking stupid-ass Halsey one. Oh, I haven't, was useless. To, I haven't even got to that one yet. But even that one, it's like, Oh, welcome back. Yeah. Yeah, let's see. We've watched... Tell me the first three again. Uh, looks like you've watched up to the Flash one. Yeah, okay. That was the last one it's I watched. It's Whoopi, Mark Hamill, Flash, George Oh, no, we saw, we, saw George, we saw George Takei. Oh, did you? Yep. Sulu? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we saw that one. I think that might be oh, the okay. last one. Okay. Uh, then Halsey, then Steve Buscemi. Yeah, this is such a weird 
why? Where did that pit pull come from? It's a weird from? choice, but it's such a good episode, dude. I'm, I'm sure it is a great episode. It's just that there's so many choices. I mean, I think we talked about this before, but there's, so many, there's so many choices on this season that's like, what? Who even thought of that? I don't know, but I'm glad they did. Um, did they just have like a big fishbowl full of celebrity names and they just fished around <laughs> in there? And Let's see if we can get them. Um, Jeff Dunham and Darcy Lynn Farmer. Who the fuck is Darcy Lynn Farmer? Uh, somebody who's also a ven- ventriloquist. And yes, Jeff, Jeff Dunham did not bring out Peanut, and he did not bring out the little black dude in a fucking tracksuit. We dodged a bullet. <laughs> yeah, but did he bring out the jalapeno on a stick or the terror- suicide bomber? He did not. He only used Walter. <laughs> there you go. And even that, there's some jokes in there that's like, you know, with 2020 where Walter's like, yeah, my wife. And it's like, ooh, like two weeks from now, somebody's going to be like, and I'll Scooby-Doo cartoon. But, um, and then Jeff Dunham is the last one I watched. And then famous dancer Maddie Ziegler, Ziegler. I don't know who that is. Followed by Jeff Foxworthy. Here's another one that it's like, huh? Uh, Malcolm McDowell. That one too is like, what? Malcolm That's what McDowell. I mean. Like, huh? I mean, he's got a great voice for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like him. I love Malcolm. But it's McDowell. like, huh? Yeah, but just like Steve Buscemi, it's like, what? How? How did that even come up in the meeting? Um, they're like, you know who we should get? Malcolm McDowell. <laughs> After that is the Hex Girls. Brilliant fucking choice. And then Christian Slater? For some reason? Sure. I like Cliff Christian Slater. Love Christian Slater. And then the final episode of the season, which reminded me of something else we can talk about, has Neil deGrasse Tyson and Bill Nye the Science Guy. Okay. Now, see, that one makes sense. That's pretty topical. Yeah, that one makes sense because it's like, what better way to get kids into science than being like, hey, cartoon fucking people that have been around for 50 years. Let's talk about science and how awesome it is. Um, But yeah, like the Halsey episode was like, and I've heard from somebody who is a Halsey fan that was just like, yeah, that was my least favorite too. So it's not even me being like, I don't like this fucking shit I don't know about. No, that's how I am. Right. Well, that's how I am, too. I thought the George Takei episode was great. Uh, That and the Mark Hamill episode, like, all the Star Wars jokes in the Mark Hamill episode, I told you after that, I was like, dude, your fucking nerd mind is gonna fucking explode. It was was crazy, too. Like, the, the, uh, the very, the really, I mean, it wasn't subtle, but the, the, the joke of it was kind of subtle. Like, you would have to be, it was a real inside baseball type joke. Where Scooby and Shaggy kept trying to get him to sign shit the whole episode. Yeah. And it's it was like a joke on his, uh, how he doesn't sign things for people because of the his war against the fake, like the counterfeiters. Right, yeah. Um, but that was fucking funny. Like he, come, he came back with like a big stack of pictures. And I was like, didn't I just <laughs> sign one for you? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I noticed that too. And like, I like, like everything. They like picked up something. Something they just found and like, hey, could you sign this? <laughs> Which, uh, that to me is like, there were so many fucking in-jokes and references in that one. That might be the most packed in, into anything Scooby. 
Because they were just fucking ringing that bell, the Star Wars bell, which I was shocked that they actually said Star Wars. Oh, me too. But they even made they even made reference to that of like you can't can't say that or we'll get sued or something. Right. There was some reference to it, and then they just flat out said, "Yeah, Jedi Knight, Luke Skywalker from Star oh, no. Wars." Oh no, it was George Takei where they said they couldn't say Star Trek. Oh, was it? Yeah, because gotcha. they were okay. saying they were saying, "Aren't you on?" And he's like, "Oh, you mean the not or the I forget how he worded it, but right, it was some some generic. Uh, he had to he had to describe it in some generic." Uh, right, sci-fi right. terms but still i it was shocking when they said like because they literally said like lightsaber and luke skywalker right. and star wars and shit and i was like we can do this because normally with shit like that you know they try to avoid things it's just like world famous actor mark hamill but oh it was so fucking good i love the flash episode too yeah that was pretty that was a good one i, yeah, I like that one because he kept solving all the cases before they could even invest right them. and like they remade the creeper episode too kind of yeah yeah it was fucking awesome it gives me hope that we might actually see a superman episode maybe i mean yeah do they have if a- you're doing batman and wonder woman and then you're skipping over to the, to flash, the flash you've got to do a superman episode dude yeah it's got to be coming season two because this is technically this is technically still season one right yeah it's the second half of season one yeah but, like, we know a couple, and I don't have the list, but, like, Morgan Freeman's going to be in an episode of season two. I was letting you know every time I would find out somebody new. And it sounds like season two is going to be as weird and out there, too. Which, I mean, I'm cool with. Yeah. Yeah, I don't mind it. I'm just just flabbergasted by some of the things that they, people they pick. Yeah, Steve Buscemi really is a fucking weird choice. Yeah. Maybe the weirdest because his career has never been the most kid friendly. No, like the most kid, the most kid friendly role that he's had that I can think of is the fucking uh, the grassy guy Noel, Billy Madison. Yeah, the grassy Noel sniper and Billy Madison. <laughs> the more I think about it, yeah, he's got to be the weirdest choice. Yeah, but like when I think about him, I always think like, shut the fuck up, Donnie. Yeah, I always think about Tony Baloney. Okay, from uh, SNL, he was on. A, okay. he, used to, he was on a. Uh, they used to do that Goth Kids sketch with uh, Molly Shannon and uh, uh, Chris Kattan. They used to okay. be dressed up with like black spiky hair. I kind of remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, they worked at Cinnabon. Right. Was one of the jokes, and but they were all super goth, and then. Uh, with this one episode when Steve Buscemi was the host, he, they were having a, it was prom, I think. And they were having like the anti-prom or something in one of the other rooms in the school. And, uh, he, he came in and, uh, they're like, Oh my God, it's Tony Baloney. And it was the Jan, he was the janitor and his name was Tony. I don't know something, but they called him Tony Baloney. Gotcha. And, uh, he was like, he was like, Oh, Hey kids. I've, but he was like a real creep. And he was like, uh, <laughs> he came in the room and he's like, oh man, it's like, oh no, they were having it in the boiler room, I think, in the janitor's <laughs> room. And that's why Tony Baloney was there. And he was like, oh, it's hotter than a bastard in here. <laughs> he's like, you kids don't mind if I take my pants off, do you? <laughs> and he takes it off and he goes, he goes, oh my God, Tony Baloney's naked. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yikes. <laughs> yeah, it was just it was just one of those really weird sketches, but that's what I always think of as Tony Baloney. Yeah, no, I don't. <laughs> yeah. Any, <laughs> I will from now on, yeah, but any, no. Anytime I think of Steve Buscemi, all I can hear is, hey, you guys don't mind if I take my pants off, do you? <laughs> uh, now I'm wondering if he actually said that in the episode. Oh, shit. Oh, that'd be great if he did. <laughs> oh, my God. What a reference that would be. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Steve Buscemi's naked. <laughs> um, but that's not the only Scooby happenings. No. No. I haven't watched Scoob, so don't even fucking ask. I wasn't going to. <laughs> no, we know about the next uh, DTV movie. Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, right? Fucking yeah. happy Halloween, Scooby-Doo. And it's gonna be a fucking crossover jizz fest. Yeah. Because Bill Nye's in it. I think... Neil deGrasse Tyson might be in it, too. They're going back to that old well. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> um, Elvira's in it again, though. Yeah, that's uh, cool. And there's a Batman crossover as Jonathan Crane, the Scarecrow's in it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's a weird one. It's hard to keep track because there's so much shit going on I in know, that movie. I know, they're so, so diverse. Shit they're pulling from. Yeah, it's like not yeah. even the same genre. Mm-hmm. Some, some of it's fictional characters, some of it's real people. Mm-hmm. Some of it's real people playing fictional characters. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you knew she was in um, one of the other recent movies, right? Not the Lego one either. I mean, straight up Elvira was in one of the movies. I think it might have been Return to Zombie Island. Well, really? I don't think I've seen that one. So, I, yeah. Eh, you're not that. missing much. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I remember she was in one of the Lego ones, but she wasn't playing Elvira, was she? She was somebody else. That's what I'm saying. Like, actual Elvira was in... Yeah, not just like, you know, Cassandra was playing a character. No, Elvira, which I thought was so fucking strange, but kind of awesome. Oh, yeah, I get it. The, the actual fictional character of Elvira was in it. Right, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As if Elvira was a real person, I gotcha. Yes, like, Elvira... As she is now, like the famous fucking movie presenter, which is so fucking weird and meta when you stop and think about it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, and they're billing this as the first Halloween Scooby-Doo movie, but, um, wrong. Oh, yeah, wrong. Because, um, Scooby-Doo and the Zombie, or, uh, Scooby-Doo and the Goblin King may not be the best movie, but it's still a Halloween movie. Yeah. Maybe they're pretending like it doesn't exist. I wish they'd pretend the last two movies didn't exist. Actually, let's count Scoob. The last three movies didn't exist. But, oh, it looks so fucking good, dude. Yeah, that's can't fucking be... wait. We don't have a date yet, but I don't care. I can't wait. Mm-hmm. I, wonder if it'll, I wonder if it'll premiere on Boomerang. I wonder if we'll be able to get it on Boomerang. Um, Eventually, you will. Well, yeah, eventually. I mean, like, within a year, probably. Because... I think 13th Ghost and Return to Zombie Island are up there now. Which, again, you're not missing much if you don't watch those. Disappointed! They really shit the bed with those two. Shit the bed. Yeah. But, yeah. So there's... I mean, there was one Scooby failing this year, but there's been two awesome Scooby things happen. I count that a win. I... 
I bet you. I still bet you they're kicking themselves in the ass for fucking not putting one out in the spring. Oh, yeah. And I'm also curious. I would almost I would almost bet, dude, that they didn't put a trailer for Guess Who or uh Happy Halloween on Scoob cuz that's just how backass words Warner Brothers is. Oh, yeah, I don't know. We watched it digital, so I don't yeah. I would guess, uh, yeah, you're probably right. But there's probably a fucking Batman trailer on there. <laughs> Which, holy fuck, that Death in the Family movie? Talk about dog shit. That looks fucking terrible. Now, oh, I will say that the interactive choose-your-own-adventure type thing is kind of interesting. That's kind what of... I think is the stupidest part, though. Really? Yeah. I just want to just straight up do fucking death in the family. Why do you got to do this dumb bullshit? Well, I don't like how it. Yeah, it's, it was. It's it's weird that they go on past the death of past the end of death in the family, and and they go on to show him as Red Hood and Hush and every fucking thing else. And they tr- they tread some of the same ground as the Under the Red Hood movie. Like literally, they reshow you scenes from that movie. It looks like. But I thought. Well, I should say it looks like there's a lot of different places where you can make decisions in the movie. Yeah. But I didn't know when I first saw the first time that they picked a thing, I was like, Oh, that's cool. They're going to let you decide just like in the comic book. They're going to let you decide whether he lives or dies. Right. I thought that was cool. And then they kept going. Right. Then they kept. Yeah. Yeah. I can see where that's kind of like pointless, but, but yeah, the, the rest of the movie looks like, I mean, it makes that not even <laughs> like that's not enough to save anything. The voices sound weird. See, I was going to say the exact opposite. I like fucking John DiMaggio as Joker. He was awesome in Red Hood. Yeah. Same for fucking Captain Pike. That's that's Anson Mount? No, that's Bruce Greenwood. Oh, from the movies, Captain Pike. I gotcha. <laughs> gotcha, 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 gotcha. I fucking weird reference. You. Yeah, you circular reference <laughs> twisted me up there. <laughs> Touched um, you up like a fucking pretzel. Yeah. No, I like the John DiMaggio voice too. I'd never seen that movie you're talking about, but I told you, you I told dude. I told you I thought it was Mark Hamill. It sounded like Mark Hamill's speaking voice. Yeah. I was like, that's weird. He's just going to talk in his normal voice in this one. All seriousness, and we may have to do a commentary of it. Under the Red Hood is one of the best Batman animated movies. But it's and not for you, it's but it's a grown-up movie, right? It's not for Oh yeah, I would not let frankie watch it no because like they actually show the scene where joker beats robin to death a bit oh really yeah you see some blood flying and shit oh shit so if if you get it be like that ah, this is a daddy movie <laughs> never mind yeah never mind you know what i was thinking yeah never mind <laughs> uh anyway well, why isn't it under the mattress like the other ones? <laughs> well, I was going to say just like the 66 parody. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, we were both taking this different roads to the same joke. <laughs> but yeah. Anyway, Scooby. Fuck, we're hitting all of them. You got anything Star Wars you want to talk about real quick? The Mandalorian got 15 Emmy nominations. Fucking A. Including Best Drama. See, I'm still... I'm still old school about that shit. I don't think it's right for these fucking streaming services to be hogging up all the awards like that. 
Um, I mean, I can see that, but. I know people are going to start screaming at me like they did with Spielberg being like, fuck you, old man. But suck a boner. I mean, in a way, you're right, because they don't have the same restrictions as network TV. That's part of it. Yeah. Yeah. They their budget, their budgets are bigger. They don't, you know, they can cuss. They can show violence. They can show really fucked up. They they're basically able to do exactly what movies do, which a regular TV show can't. Exactly. I mean, I would say like the Orville is a different, uh, not that it got nominated for anything, but it's a different story because like they were doing cinematic quality shit. Like there's a battle in season two. It might be one of the best displays of CG I've ever seen on TV. Hmm. Because it's just fucking stunning, the grandeur of it. But it's like they couldn't do that every week. Like fucking Mando does. Yeah. They got to do it once. Right. Well, and the, the other thing is, all these streaming service shows, what are they, 12 episodes, 13 episodes? That too, yeah. So they've they've got better quality control, yeah. Yeah. In the Mando's case, it was what, eight episodes? Uh, I don't remember. I think it was eight. That sounds right, but that seems really short. Man, they packed a lot of shit into those eight episodes. I would say there was some taffy pulling on the second episode, but yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Eight episodes. Damn. Mm-hmm. Although the eighth episode was 48 minutes, so... Yeah. It's more like nine episodes. Well, the, <laughs> second, ep- the second episode felt like a continuation yeah. of the first episode. The so second episode was 15 minutes to- long. <laughs> right, so we're back down to fucking eight. That's true. Point taken. <laughs> Um, but yeah, there's restrictions like that too, that it's just like, that's nowhere near fucking fair. Of course, even shit like HBO shows, I'm kind of like, that's pushing it. But when you go to streaming where like even HBO, they're like, kind of try to keep it, you know, within a certain allotment because we've got to program this shit on fucking Netflix. They're like, I don't know. You want to do fucking 12 minutes this week and then 72 next? I don't give a fuck. People are watching whatever they want. Do what you got to do. So, yeah, that's kind of thumb on the scale a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, you want to have superheroes rape each other? That's cool. What show was that? The Boys. Oh. Kylie watched the okay. very first episode, and I'm like, eh, I'm out. This does not look like it's for me. I've always heard that comic is fucking awesome. It looks like it probably would be, but I was just kind of like put off by it a little. I was like, eh, right. Watch any more of this? Oh, fucking! Since you're talking about Amazon shit, because that's where the boys is, right? Oh yeah, it's on Amazon. You're right, not Netflix. Two fucking shows coming up on Amazon that are gonna be awesome. One, the Invincible animated series, oh. which I mean, I've blown that since you know we started almost because the fucking twelve uh, issues of that I have of Invincible, fucking amazing, dude. And then another show they're going to have probably next year animated series, the fucking Critical Role animated series. Oh, look at you. Yeah. Slobbering that knobber again. You bet. (laughs) (laughs) Slobbering that knobber. Uh (laughs) So, uh, yeah. Is there anything else you want to talk about? We both just got super self-conscious about how much time we've got. It's like two hours and five minutes. Oh, fuck. Oh, what do we got to do? 
How am I going to fucking stitch all of this together in Audacity and not have my computer crash? Um, all right. Well, Patreon, right? Yeah. Um, hey, we got a nice round 10. Yep, still. Well, since the last time we recorded our main show, it's gone up one. That's true. But uh, Patreon thank yous go to at GGAMK30, at Spider Scooby, at Steeboost, at AC Feral 1976, at S Morgan 21. And uh, he changed his uh, Twitter, I think, because he was tired of me fucking it up. And this is going to sound bad, but I'll explain it if I need to. At Josh MGA. It's not MAGA. M is for the last name, and he's from Georgia. Calm down, everybody. Yeah, it's missing an A. It's not MAGA. <laughs> uh, he seems like a cool dude if you look at his Twitter feed. He's not one who's like, fuck a mask. Yeah. <laughs> at Midnight Smoke One, at Corny Jenkins, at underscore 13 Chris, and at T-E-S-D Groupie. They are the Knights of Nerd Blitzdom. Thanks, guys. Yeah, thanks, everybody. So, um, yeah, that's part one of our uh, 100th episode spectacular, gang. Get ready, because we've got an interview coming up. We've got three parts with Jay Sarge. We've got a commentary coming up. And then at the very end, you'll hear two fucking jackasses, you know, come back and be like, holy fuck, I'm so tired. Is it over yet? <laughs> Can we please go back to being normal? This shit's killing me. So coming up next is J-Sarge, right? Yep. I think so. Get in here, J-Sarge! This summer, from TSDJA Productions and JJ2E Media, comes the full-length horror audio drama, The Camping Trip. This anthology tells three tales that span the decades and unveil vengeful mysteries long forgotten, but ultimately connect to a present-day story. This fully produced audio experience takes you along as three young scouts and their troop leaders spend the last night of their weekend getaway around the fire. And what's a night in the woods without campfire stories? When you go to tsdjaproductions.bandcamp.com and buy the camping trip, you'll receive over two hours of content, including the very first bonus episode of the Nerd Blitz with Doom and Fitz podcast. You won't want to miss a moment of the camping trip. Written, edited, directed, and performed by at Fitzman73 and at the Scooby Doom. Available now. Hey, fuckers! Jay Sarge is here. Hey. Yeah. Crank up, crank up them jingle bells, guys. I am. Ah, here. somebody's been listening. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm actually going to really have to put Jingle Bells in. <laughs> that was one of the my favorite parts in 99 where I was like, put in, put in the sleigh bells. And you're like, uh-huh. 
And there's no fucking sleigh bells, and it's like, okay. <laughs> I thought I thought Fitz showed the appropriate amount of uh, enthusiasm for that. No offense. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, no, it's yeah. perfect. It's yeah. on brand for us. Yeah. Uh huh. Cool. The most delicious amount of fucking uh, awkwardness you can come across on mm-hmm. the internet. That's what they tell me. <laughs> so, wait, somebody talks about us? No, it was just you telling me. No. It was just you. Yeah, sometimes, so so when, when when we chat on Twitter, I just pretend it's somebody, somebody else, somebody not you, so I can pretend I know more people. That's all. <laughs> yeah. Well, fuck, at this point, I'm getting to be like, uh, meme them with all my accounts. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> So, the, so you got your regular one, your Tootsie Junior. Uh, what else? Fucker, quit saying that <laughs> name. We've got to bleep it every time. Fucking 99, there was three spots, and I was like, dude, either cut it yeah, or fucking Yeah, and you said it twice. It. I know I did. <laughs> and I listened to last year's episode. Mm. You're the motherfucker who didn't cut it out last year. <laughs> I will. Because you said it. I don't know. Hey, if you don't want, if you want it out, I think you have to cut it yourself. That's the rule of podcasting. Uh, no. <laughs> Trust me, I cut the first part of the solo fucking commentary. No, that's not how it works. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> that, sounds like, that sounds more like a personal problem. Maybe I'm not sure. Yeah, it was definitely a personal problem. <laughs> Okay. All right. All right. All right. <laughs> Let's get serious. This is a solemn occasion. I don't. I don't. I. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This is a solemn occasion. The total party from, I don't come down for the North Pole just to yuck it up with you, Yahoo's. <laughs> Jeez. We're gonna try to fucking finish up this epic adventure. It's taken <laughs> three <great>. years. <laughs> like I said, it's a solemn occasion. This is the total party wipe. Yeah, it could be. <laughs> Yeah. The name I of this episode Fitz is earlier. TPK. <laughs> <laughs> I told Fitz earlier, it's like, what are we going to do when we finish this? He goes, I don't know, play another. I was like, no, this is taking us three fucking years. <laughs> What's it going to be like to have a new goal? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but anyway, um, I know this is normally the DM's job, but before we started... Before we started the phone call, the DM asked me, oh, do you remember where we were last year? <laughs> I had it marked down, but I just oh. wanted to make sure that that was really, there's all kinds of marks all over these papers. I wanted to make sure that that was what my mark was intended for. Oh, gotcha. I have like oh, a, I have a, getting... I have a doodle of a fucking crazy bunny on one of these pages. <laughs> I have, I have all kinds of numbers. That sounds, that sounds is that, is that code for something? No, there's actually a, weird bunny drawing i don't know what the fuck i was doing oh you did it yeah oh i thought the kids might have got a hold of it and mm, like let's draw nope, rabbits nope there's oh, a, it looks like there's the a bow looks like there's a bow and arrow pointed at its head and <laughs> <laughs> i'm not man, kidding what, i'm not making what this did up that bunny do to you man jeez i don't know I thought, we were trying to, I thought we were trying to get away from the darkness election <laughs> i know i don't know this was this is on the page from when we fought the mimic so that it's was a while ago die. No, that was last year. Oh, the mimic was last. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's how we started. Okay, yeah, that's right. We left off with the mimic mimic after was the first it one. Really, only last year. It feels like so much longer. I know. It was like February. Yeah. Okay. I know. Wow. Which 
was like a decade ago. Yeah. The world was yeah. semi-normal then. <laughs> Last week was a decade ago. I don't know what you're talking about. Holy shit. <sighs> Since you bring it up, Jay Sarge, Uh-oh. I was doing the math earlier. Don't, don't put it I on listen me. To, well, because you listen to what? It's on you. I listened to the episode from last year, okay. and we were. I was talking about. It, I was like, "Hey, how old are you?" And then I asked Fitz, and he's like, <laughs> "This tells you how long ago it was." <laughs> it's been one year, so it should have went up three years, but it went up four. We're now celebrating the three of us 120 years of combined failure. <laughs> nice. Hey, wait a second. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, yeah that checks out. <laughs> Sadly, it does. But anyway, yeah. Um, Wait, are you also standing standing in a tank top and shorts in your closet in a sweltering upstairs bedroom? No, we came out of the closet a long time ago. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that. Although I, I I am I am in an undershirt and shorts, there so that's kind of creepy. There you go. That's very creepy. Do you have are all your knives put away this year? <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say. Do you have a pencil? That was two years ago. Fuck off. For? Oh, I I was gonna comment that the reason I was saving those trees was so I could make them into pencils so you could accidentally stab yourself while reaching them. But I feel like, well, should we bury that joke? Should we put it in the ground and bury it? I, I'm worried because the shovels also have a sharp pointy end a little bit. You might hurt yourself, and that might be bad too. So what? Dive on it yeah, chin first. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Mouth open. Um, for, for the record, I have two knives easily within reach, so let's see how the night goes. <laughs> wow. Um, okay. But anyway, last year. Yeah, last year. Oh, wait. Can I can I say one thing? I want to... Uh, uh, back, back before... That, first of all, that picture, the pictures you guys had done were so awesome. But when Fitz was asking me about, like, the description and everything I, I wore, what my character looked like, I was like, damn, Fitz is taking it up a notch. He's really going to be DMing the shit out of this one. <laughs> I'm not saying you're not, but oh, I'm not. <laughs> I, I, again, going back to last year, it's so funny. I kept breaking his balls last year and the year before about you know his DM and style, and it's like, where'd you get that name from? And he's like, it, it's a preset. <laughs> <laughs> and then the other thing, like when any of us said anything to an NPC, yeah. <laughs> Fitz's thing was like, oh, like he was shocked to be talked to or something. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, <Nice>. well, you know. <laughs> hey, I haven't done this in a long time. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't done this as a grown man. <laughs> we are uh, still talking about uh, D&D, right? I just want to make yes. sure we didn't switch. Okay. No. Okay. Yes. All right. That's the sad thing. No. <laughs> Okay, so yeah, last year we left off. Uh, we had gone to the island where the mystical fairy lady was, and we got her... Uh, I- I've got a question. What? Was she hot? Sure. That, that was a callback. Come on, you fucker. Oh, yeah. <laughs> somebody somebody got that joke, and yeah, I know yeah, who yeah, she yeah. is. <laughs> I know. When you're yelling at us across the water. Yeah. <laughs> And you're like, ah, shut up. We don't know him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so we got the, the enchanted sword that she was guarding. So maybe that will help us on our way. Maybe. Is it the enchanted sword of finishing a campaign in D and D? It's, it might be. <laughs> okay. It right. might be. All right. Everybody I'm line up. I'll swing. Dialing it down. <laughs> dialing it down. <laughs> um, so after that, 
after we're currently now on the road to Fort Summershield, where where we were headed to investigate the town, had said that they thought the Cobalt Raiders were coming from this old abandoned fort up the road. So after two years, we're almost there. (laughs) (laughs) This is a long road. I feel like I've been walking a long time. So we, My feet uh, hurt. <laughs> so we round a bend on the road. And Are we there yet? In the distance, you start to start to be able to see uh, like an obstruction across the road that looks like it might be blocking the path. And uh, it's a trap. As we get as we get closer, you can see it's like a cart that's been knocked over and it's like busted all up and splintered. And uh, there's like blood splatters all over this thing. And there's a corpse trapped underneath the wreckage. And I start jerking off. <laughs> you start licking your lips, getting out your fucking mess kit. Is that what the kids call it these days? <laughs> uh, okay. But question, who gets the sword? What, are we all going to grab it and swing at the same time? I don't care. No, carry I don't it. think I can carry it. Wait, who What? Yeah. Who has it? We never decided. We grabbed the fucking sword and we we're like, and that's it for this year. You can have it. Yeah, I'm not saying I want it. I'm just saying we need to figure that out before we get into shit. You're the warmonger. Well, you have it. If it's more, what than do you mean I'm a, a warmonger? No, you're a dragon fighter. So yeah, you obviously are a you are. fighter. I can handle light weapons. I have like the the least swordiest sword of all, a rapier. So don't. I can't. I can't wield it with any. Yeah, so it's got to be you. And I'm three feet tall, so the sword's like twice as tall as me. So I guess you're gonna carry it. Can we can we all just appreciate some, can I just take a moment to appreciate that I'm actually finally taller than someone? No shit. <laughs> all right. Okay. That's all exactly right. where I was going. Looking at that image, yeah. I knew you were supposed to be short too, but it's like Jesus fucking Christ. Yeah. JSR just nuts over you. <laughs> yeah, I think you're seven feet. I I I actually boosted JSR just up a little bit, so he's probably a little he closer would feel to better six. About himself. He's probably a little closer to six on the scale in that in that picture. Gotcha, gotcha. Which we keep talking about that fucking picture, and we'll probably we probably already have talked about it. We're doing some more of that weird fucking uh, time travel. Time but travel. Thanks to yeah. at looking for eight for that. Yeah, yeah, it turned yeah. out really she great. F- wow, knocked that shit out of the park just like she did with the knights and nerd blitz them, man. Yep. Yeah, I liked it. It, anyway. it, it has a very. It, it reminds me like it. It looks like it came right out of like the first edition player's handbook or something. It really does. Fucking it's, a, yeah. It it it's kind of the thing that. You, oh man, it gave me those chills uh, looking at it. Like the kind of thing I'd find at the library, you know, in a in a cool book illustration in a book, you know, when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. I fucking love that. That's great. Well, even Fitz was telling her is like you don't have to go over the top. You don't have to be super detailed. We just like want the impression of it. And then when the images are coming in, he's like, "Holy fuck, dude! She nailed this even more than I thought she would." Because it looks like fucking legit something that was in those books. And it's like, "Fuck yeah, it does." It looks like a straight up seventies drawing. Yeah. yeah. Um. Do you do you guys are Would you be cool if I used that as my avatar after this for a little while? Because it's fucking awesome. Sure. I would kind of like to. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, just yeah, just wait till episode one hundred. I, I will wait. I will wait till it comes out. Yes. Fuck yeah, that's awesome. And I could throw her some some credit in the bio and stuff too. But most most of all, I was just happy to finally see what Doom looks like. It's like, yep, exactly how I pictured it. It's not too far off. No. Uh, <laughs> that has less hair, but yeah, pretty much. Yeah. I'm a little bit shorter than that too. <laughs> a little. Okay. All right. 
right. Anyway. Okay. So, bloody cart in the road with a body under it. Dragonborn over against the tree, tugging his dragon wiener. Got I, it. I guess so. <laughs> can. All right. Can I do? A, can I do an investigation check? Uh, sure. All right. Also, um, I don't know if I put this in the thing, but I I could only find the my my, my very early pages that had my stats and shit on them, so I had to kind of guess at my spells. So I hope it's close. <laughs> oh, okay. As far as that's concerned. Okay. Okay. Investigation check coming up. That's a. P- <laughs> I have a plus five in investigation. I rolled a goddamn three, so eight. Big mm. old eight. Mm. Looks pretty legit to you. <laughs> so, so I turned to Doom. So I turn. Wait, what is your character's name, Doom? Phineas Fuckwit. Fin- oh, I. How do I fucking not know that? Phineas right? looks legit to me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would I would do a check, but I've got a minus one, so I'm even stupider. <laughs> he turns to you and hey, says, it's worth a shot. I don't think this was natural causes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think this okay. guy deliberately did it to this wagon. It's weird. I, I, I turn to Jibs and say, do you think they're hot? <laughs> Hang on, let's see. Maybe. That's my I'll, catchphrase. I'll, have, I'll, 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 take a, I'll take a gander at this. All right. Oh boy! Ooh, let's see, uh, I mean, if I have to, I will. But I'm just scared. I'll roll a one and get a minus one and be like, nah, I don't know. No, nah, you can't. The good news is you can't do worse than a one. I mean, that's that, true. that really fucks it up. So you can't. Well, fuck, it up. fuck me. You can do almost worse than a one by rolling a two. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I guess I'll okay, do. Give one. it a shot. It can't yep, be worse. Looks than what legit. We did. We are the stupidest motherfuckers. We are. We're pretty fucking <laughs> yeah, stupid. Yeah. <laughs> this fucking thing is called the Forgotten Realms because we're like, where are we? <laughs> the Forgotten Realms is anything that happened 38 seconds before <laughs> right. now. Uh, <laughs> the hell? What was that? <laughs> That's the... That's the bowl he's rolling into now. Wow. Yeah, I'm recording downstairs. I know it's annoying, but I'm recording downstairs for the first time this year. Oh, okay. So I've got to roll into something, and all I had handy was <laughs> this bowl. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm pretty sure this is natural. I rolled a two minus one. <laughs> wow. <laughs> well... All right. I mean, I say we all go stick our face in real close. Okay. So, you know, we're three fucking morons and we walk right into this trap. <laughs> yeah, okay. yeah. As we as we draw near a kobold and a kobold dragon shield jump out of the fucking wreckage where they were and hiding. We are shocked. Uh, we're like, "What? How would you get in there?" <laughs> Who could have seen this coming? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay, so let's... Uh, I swear, guys, nobody could have predicted this. <laughs> I'm as shocked um, as anyone. Do they get a surprise round on us because we're so dumb? Uh, yeah, I think, <laughs> I think of, that's only, I think that's only fair. <laughs> I think that's only fair. Like I said, okay. total party wipe. Because <laughs> <laughs> we're so fucking brain dead. Okay, the, the kobold jumps out, starts hissing, and... Uh, Let's see. We start pissing. Well, actually, the the one kobold jumps out of the wreckage and and comes after us. 
And then another kobold and the kobold dragon shield were hiding in the foliage off oh, the road. Shit. So, yeah. So, I'm going to do an. In- goes- wait, wait. Before anything happens, I'm going to go do oh. an intelligence check. And I rolled a okay. five. And I'm going to turn to doom, to tur- turn to fuck whistle and say, I think we can take him. <laughs> <laughs> And I look back and go, take who? (laughs) Certainly not these kind gentlemen. Where are we taking them? Well, I hope these guys aren't selling something. (laughs) Uh, Is it time to roll initiative? Are we getting our asses kicked first? Uh, We're going to get our asses kicked first. Well, you are anyway. Okay, cool. (laughs) Oh, thanks. That's what you get for being the most threatening looking. But, as usual... Uh, your armor class is too high for these fuckers. Yeah! And the other guy takes a swipe, and they both miss. Both the kobolds miss you. And I go, hey, what are you doing? Uh, <laughs> yep. And now... Oh, we were friends. Now the kobold dragon shield is going to give you a swipe at you. And holy shit, he almost cut his own leg off. <laughs> <laughs> We, fi- we finally found, <laughs> finally found, a, a, like the the crap. What am I thinking? Like the opposite. The the oh fuck! Cut all that shit out. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say we in. found the alt alt dimension version of us, but it's where it's it's such a bad version. Yeah. They're exactly <laughs> like us. It's like, the, it's like the alternate Seinfeld version. Yes. Yeah. There you go. The all Bizarro. Right. Yep. Group, yeah. <laughs> yep. Um, okay, so now... We am smart. Surprise round is over. Roll initiative. All right. Okay. Okay. Oh, now I roll a freaking 19. Um, that's going to got- be 22 total. Fucking uh, what shit do I- nuts. I rolled what an 18. Do I add for- what do I add to initiative? Do I add anything? Um, Your dexterity, usually. Dex, okay. Dexterity bonus. So I'm and, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, let's see. My dexterity bonus is plus three, so actually I'm at 21. If you had so, D&D Beyond, you would, it would just calculate it for you, Doom. Yep. So <laughs> Doom got 23, right? No, I got uh, 16. I had oh, 22. Shit. I had 22. 22, mm-hmm. 21, 16. Okay, well, let's roll for the kobolds. Three. <laughs> Seven. I think they're going last. <laughs> uh, four. Yeah. Woohoo! They're actually more inept than us. We're, we're <laughs> I don't believe it. That can't be possible. <laughs> That's the biggest fucking M. Night Shyamalan twist you could have brought to this campaign. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Jibs goes first. All right. Okay, um, who goes next? Is who? Ha- what did... I go does. next. Okay, so I'm going to give, uh, although you're a spellcaster, right? So I'm going to give right. Bardic Inspiration as a bonus action to uh, Fuck Whistle here. Oh, I like when you do and that. So you're going to get a two plus two to your attack. Okay. Okay. And then. Um, oh, that's good. I've already got plus seven. Yeah, there you go. And then I guess I'm going to take a swipe at this guy. I. I've got my first attack already picked out too, so this might go really badly. Oh boy. Okay, so my <laughs> my my attack is uh 
18 to hit. It's just at one of the regular old kobolds. Yeah, the yeah, yeah, yeah the little, a little guy definitely. Oh yeah. You hit him. Okay. Is this with the sword, the sword, the My rapier? rapier? Yeah. Yeah. All right, fuck him up. All right, get ready to That's going to be a big 3 damage. Take that. Damn. <laughs> Take well. that, you fucking whores. <clears throat> <laughs> All right, well, you opened a fucking gash on him, at least. Cool, cool. Not another one. Fucking hatchet wound. Here we go. Now, fucking it's my turn. Wound. My turn. And I'm going to... Shit yourself and run. <laughs> um, You would think so, but... <laughs> I'm actually going to cast... Um, I think Thunder Wave. Hold on. Ooh. I have to double check this real quick. I don't even know what this fucking spell does. Ooh, I have that. I have that so I can... No, I don't. I don't have that spell. Shit. You... I know two oh, of the I spells do. you had. One, one you had Vicious Mockery. Yeah, I do have um, that. And what else? Fuck. I'm trying to remember the other one. You had some kind of fucking healing something. Yeah, I had either Cure Wounds or Healing Word. Healing word. Okay, yeah. So I did take healing word. So yeah, I have that, and right. I do have vicious mockery. Yeah. Yep. <clears throat> okay, thunder wave. I got it right here. If you want, Fitz. You okay. been thunder waved. See, so wave thunder, fifteen foot cube originating from you. Con, they have to make a con saving throw on your on their your spell thing, and it's if they fail it, it's a two d eight thunder damage, and they're pushed ten feet away. Two d eight to all three to whoever's in the range. Yeah, if they're all within 15 feet of us, yeah. Of no, you. they're all within 15 feet because they're trying to fuck us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Without dinner or a kiss. Story okay. Story fucking life. So, do I have to roll a... Do I have to roll anything or they have to roll a save? Um, they have to They have to roll a save against your, um, your, your spell save or whatever that is. My question is, are we within that your 15 seat. feet? Do we have to roll saves? To no, 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 no. No, it goes out okay. out from me, so in, okay. in front of us. Right on. Um, so they, this guy's got to roll a save. What's his? I mean, there. I'm sure there are groups that would that would. I don't know. You know, we're not there even going to go there. Me. We're not even going to go there. Yeah, there's a lot of groups that are okay with friendly fire. Yeah. <clears throat> I didn't know if we were doing that or not. It does make things more interesting sometimes. Yeah. yeah. So there, his. His uh, save roll would be wisdom. Uh, it's a con wisdom? save. Con oh, save. it's a con save. Okay. Yep. Um, okay. A so fourteen ish, probably. And he has to save against my. Your spell save, right? Yeah, you're right. Do you have a save DC on your thing? Oh, spell save DC. Okay. Yeah, sorry. yeah, yeah. Yep. No. Here we go. Spell attack. Uh, it's uh fifteen. So. Cool. Yeah, he did that. Guy did not save. So Second fuck kobold. these guys. Yeah. Second kobold did not save. Yeah. And the kobold dragon shield did not save. Why don't you guys eat my fucking nuts? <laughs> <laughs> wow. And so what? What was it? It was two d eight. Two d eight. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Goddamn. I have two d eights. Oh, a big six. Okay, so the two kobolds are dead. Nice. Two regular kobolds are dead. Holy fuck! Um, 
And the co- the Cobalt Dragon Shield is fucked way up. <laughs> and I'm like, he hey, really, I helped. Don't forget I he helped. Is, yeah. He is <laughs> really not <laughs> He is really not loving his life at the moment. <laughs> well, if things go as I plan, it's gonna get a lot worse. So so why don't you just flick him with your little finger and put him out of his misery? <laughs> yeah, you could acid I- this guy. I'm more a fan of overkill, so I'm going to try going for... Uh, oh, I got a 19, so that's pretty much definitely a hit if I got plus 7, plus 2, so yeah. So what, what'd you hit him with? Your axe? My fire breath, which yeah. is... Uh, Fuck, dude. D- <laughs> it's, it's 2d6 plus 14. I don't think you even need to roll. <laughs> <laughs> I want to, I want to. Okay. Okay, three. Just, yeah, at least roll so we can hear the goddamn sound. Yeah. 21. Did I, do I win? You took him to minus 20 hit points. <laughs> <laughs> so you basically disintegrated him and burned up the rest of the fucking buggy. That was hey, guys, I helped. <laughs> I did a thing. <laughs> and watching you do that, I, I, uh, crap, I can't Oh, remember. wait. Um, I, I elbow fits and say, Lactose intolerant, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, he, he, Don't give this guy he's milk. Got a, uh, on fire breath, he's got a deck saving throw if you want to. Oh, he does? Oh, well, <laughs> I, should, I better save then. I better yeah. try to save. So he'll die slightly less? Come on, man. Oh, he, he does have a plus two <laughs> on his deck save. Ooh. So Why would you do this? Why would you do this, man? Uh, Twelve. <laughs> Twelve. He's toast. Aw, oh, man. Yep, you just killed your plaything. You're like a, you're like a cat playing with a mouse, and you just killed it. Well, dumbs the brakes, I guess. So what do I win? Well, you can eat the charred flesh if you'd like. Excuse me. <laughs> okay. All right. <sighs> okay. I'm not gonna watch this shit. That's for sure. <laughs> oh, that was good. There's nothing else. Doesn't look like there's anything else around. If they were, they're fucking scared shitless and ran away. Hey, guys. I think he's hot. <laughs> <laughs> he was for a second there. So after this extremely brief uh, <laughs> bump in the road, we, <laughs> we continue on past the well, wreckage. Wait, huh? did the did the cart really get burnt up? I mean, a little. Oh, I mean, you fucking okay. laid waste to the whole area out there. <laughs> I mean, you can search it if you want. I, I kind of did. You didn't really find anything. Okay, never mind. Yeah, the Cobalt's, the cobalt's obviously looted this thing when they killed the driver. Son of a bitch. Yeah. But the burning All question right. in everybody's mind, do we get any XP from this fight? Yeah! <laughs> yep, you get 100. <laughs> wow! Yeah. That means we're level 3 now, bitches! I think I should get more, I think I should get more XP, because I did a lot. uh yeah so do we how do we do this last time did we level up in the middle of the adventure or did we wait till the end of the session we waited till the end but i would suggest that we somebody figure it out real quick and we do it before we get into a bigger encounter so we've got more hit points um that's probably not a bad idea (laughs) that's not we can do it in between when we take a break okay okay i already leveled up i just added the uh (laughs) <laughs> I added the the XP to my character sheet and it auto auto does it. So boom, suck You're a it, bitch. Yeah, wow. I guess so. Wow, yeah. I love this thing. 
Yeah, my kid turned me on to it because he, he's really into D&D right now. So That's awesome. Um, okay, well, um, yeah, so you search the, the wagon. There's not anything really there. So after we, you know, catch our breath from our strenuous uh, our fight that we just had with these fucking lightweights. Now, see, this is what's bad. We've all got a boost to our confidence, and we're going to get our dicks handed to us in like it's possible. three minutes. It's possible. <laughs> Um, so we continue down the road towards Fort Summershield, uh, eventually coming to uh, a bridge. We can see a bridge up in the distance, and the fort past that. Uh, it's it's sitting on a plateau out in the ocean or in the lake. As we get closer to this bridge, the stone bridge, we can see that there's a section of it that looks like it's fallen away, collapsed. Oh, no. And... It looks like a wooden barricade is set up across this gap. So on the other side of the bridge from where we are, on the other side of that gap where the bridge disintegrated, it looks like there's some kind of fortification set up. Well, I think we're done here, guys. Let's head home. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're going to die. Well, I, you know, I think, uh, fellas, I think we should check it out. I mean, worst case scenario, we just have Buddy here, uh, you know, fire breath the whole damn thing. and uh, <laughs> Okay. You know, is it is it made of stone? The barricade or the bridge? Yeah, the barricade. No, it's wood. Looks like a bunch oh. of scrap wood. Oh, oh fuck, yeah, we're good. We can out. take this down. Okay. Yeah. We already know. We already know. Doom hates trees. So. Okay. Damn right. <laughs> so as we get a little bit closer, you can see like the shapes of cobalts uh, behind that barrier. All oh, these fuckers gonna die. Okay. I mean, maybe. Although they are stupid and did not notice you approach, which I can't fucking believe, but... Can we okay. do some kind of investigation or perception check to see how many there are exactly, or do we? can we tell? Are either of you stealthy? Because I'm definitely not. <laughs> um, Not-ish. I got not a plus three. Really. I, I got a decent deck, so... So, I mean, I, I could try. What am I going to go? Sneak up and sneak up on them and sing a song? Have them tip yeah. me. Have them tip me till they're dead. Yeah, there's just two of them. You can see them. They're just kind of like fucking off. They're right. supposed to be, you know, looking for intruders, but obviously they're not paying much attention. All right. So are we gonna run up on these bitches and slice them? Do you want me to try well, sneaking up, or or, or do you well, want to... I mean, there's we're. Do you have? You'll a have to cross. Spell? Yeah. Well, you'll have to cross. We have to cross this bridge, and there's no middle to the bridge. Oh. So there's hmm. like a. They've got like a wood plank stretched across the the gap in the bridge. Yeah, I'm a fucking giant dragon. I can fastball special both of you over there. Uh, can you? Maybe me. I could probably chuck him, too. Okay. Again, I'm a fucking dragon. This is I'm true. A okay. You're a dragon-ish person. Right. Right. Um, hold on, let me see what the... See if I can figure out a DC for this and see if you can throw me across. I would, I would say, if you've got little fucking daggers, whip them out. Little daggers? What are you trying to say? <laughs> so if I chuck you across, and you, you get close enough, you can be like, stabby, stabby. Um, okay. We could <laughs> use it as a sneak attack, couldn't we? Um, yeah. Uh, come on, we're talking about fucking dragons and gnomes and shit. Let's not pretend that I'm the one who's fucking out of my mind here. You're not. I'm just trying to figure out what to set the difficulty at. 
<laughs> yeah, give him a second, Doom. Jeez. Yeah, Jesus. Okay, yeah. well. Okay, so you you propose this to, to, to my character, and my character's like, well, hold Fuck on now. <laughs> well, hold on now. <laughs> Let's not get hasty. I do have... Let's see. I wonder how far away they are. Let's see. Uh, I just pick you up and chuck you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We roll your... Yeah. Roll it. Roll a twenty, and then add your uh, strength bonus. Worst case scenario, I can do. I can do healing word on the other side. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. Eleven plus five, sixteen. Uh, so you throw me about ten feet. Ooh. And not not quite across the uh, uh, the gap. Um, <laughs> Now the gap so, there's a the gap is there you said there is just a plank. Yeah, there is a plank. So I'm going to You know try what? I'm going to risk plank. the plank. Okay. Oh no, you stop. <laughs> <laughs> <It's okay. laughs> you catch the edge with your teeth oh, can and I, go can floating I, down the river. Can I give you my bardic inspiration for this? Or do uh, I, sure. Or wait, do I still oh, have me that? Or him? Wait, let me make sure I still can. Uh, quick question: How long does uh, bardic inspiration last? Because I could probably add that, couldn't I? Um, to my throw. Oh sure, why not? So that was what eleven plus five. Was six it? sixteen, yeah. It, it lasts right. for ten so, minutes, so yeah. Uh, so eighteen. Does that make any difference? Well, it gives me a little bit better chance of grabbing this plank, but <laughs> I still don't make it over. Well, fuck. It was a, it was okay, a nice can, try. I can, can I also, can, while you're flying through the air, can I give you my bardic, some bardic inspiration? I have. A little more to oh, sure. here. Okay. Sure. So uh, it's going to be a Wendy six. Let me just roll that for you because we know everything comes up Millhouse over here. Oh shit! That's a one plus one. <laughs> well, <laughs> fucking balls. Um. Hey, Fitz, your job just got a whole lot easier tonight. <laughs> uh, I think well, getting across need- this bridge is going to be like a meatloaf song because two out of three ain't I, bad I think <laughs> I might need to change my alignment to chaotic good <laughs> <laughs> so I, 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 manage, I do manage to grab that plank and so, now, so now I'm just hanging there with my legs dangling <laughs> hey uh, Jib why don't you pick him up on the way yeah across? I think I'm gonna yeah 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 <laughs> All right. However, uh, however, we are making c- quite a ruckus. So, <laughs> uh, so the two hapless kobold guards uh, kind of do see us now, uh, mm-hmm. okay. and are aren't aren't real happy that we're there. Oh shit! <laughs> we're in a bad spot, man. Yeah. Well, I got tired of waiting. You two were like, "Let's make a plan." It's like, "Fuck it." <laughs> Look, I don't, I don't want to see you throwing our little, our little wizard again, unless it's at some bowling pins. You got that? I'm for like, charity. I'm like, "Fuck it, let's go midget tossing." Oh, God. <laughs> you can just call it J Sarge tossing. You don't need to use words, man. Come on. <laughs> All right. So uh, the two, so the two, uh, the two kobolds start shrieking an alarm, and oh, uh, fuck. Oh man. Okay. And and. Two more of their associates quickly scramble to their aid. To his, to their aid. Ooh, dinner! Yeah, so now there's four kobolds and a kobold acolyte. 
<laughs> no, wait, sorry. Uh, sorry, no. Four kobolds. All right, let's do mm-hmm. this. And, okay. I guess right. roll initiative. I'm running, sh- yeah, I'm running straight up to him as fast wait, as I can. Don't you have to, wait, don't you have to crash across the bridge, though? No. Well, that's implied, isn't it? What's that? That I'm running across the bridge. Um, okay. Let's see. What do I... Do I gotta oh, roll wait, to make hold sure on. I don't fall hold, off too? Yeah, hold on. Well, if you're just gonna run so like a moron, you can you jump. Can... You can oh, try to jump the. Uh, you can try to jump this gap if you want. What do you think? I'm fucking nuts. I'm gonna take the safe route. <laughs> <laughs> wow. You're gonna try to go across the rickety plank. Yes. Can you please pick up our spellcaster as you go, Mister Strongman? <laughs> I thought you went across already. Did I? I didn't Who? know Fine, I'll I do did. It. I didn't know. Did I? I thought I would have had to roll something. Or if I went across, I went across and grabbed you then. But okay, yeah. So you ran across and grabbed me. Yeah. Took, okay. What me to do the we have side. to roll to get across the plank? I I was Nothing. assuming. I'm not trying to. Oh, okay. Start any no. shit here. Okay. I'll shut up. I'll what shut are you up. trying to kill He's, us, Jay Sarge? You, uh, you're, hey, you're as soon quite as a bit we're dead, I can, us, though, I can so. go start drinking. What are you talking about, man? I go downstairs where there's ice. <laughs> and air conditioning. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so the barricade though on the other side is like five feet tall and stretches across the road or across the bridge. So okay, so I can peek over that shit and just go. You could, except you used your breath weapon already today. I don't think you can use it again. Premature ebreathulation there. Um, possibly. Fuck, you're bit. right. <laughs> I know I'm right. <laughs> you should have saved it. it. You should have saved it for when we really needed it. Yeah. Fuck. Can we go back and rush? <laughs> I, I almost, I almost said, "Why don't you save it for when we really need it?" But then it was more fun to watch you melt it this was. guy's face. <laughs> just imagine them, though. All four of them are getting pissed over their wheel, all tuck tail. I just threw you across. We all tuck tail and run back the other way to go sleep. We have to go take a sleep. Yeah. <laughs> we'll come back. Okay, so we're we're all on the other side of the bridge, but now they're. Now they're going to start attacking us with their what slings. Clusterfuck. It's kind of a clusterfuck. You could probably climb over this barrier, though. It's only five feet tall. I can't even see over yeah. the top of the fucking thing. I'll throw you over. <laughs> oh, that's a Welcome good idea. Why don't you do that? Jeez. <laughs> okay, I'm rolling initiative, all right? Okay. Fuck. I should have stuck with the one I had earlier. It sounds uh, like you're in there with Bessie the cow. And you're, and you're just slapping her to get a ring, like, like to make the, the bell ring or something, man. Come on. Well, this motherfucker won't add any, any fucking jingle bell, so I gotta do it. Fair enough. Um, oh. 12. 12? Yeah. Okay. 12. Okay. What does everybody else have? Oh, Hold on, I'm rolling mine. I got a 21. I got a big five. I want to say five. Yeah, five. Holy Christ. You got a big five? Big five. Wait, I'm the stud this time around? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, fuck. We're in big trouble now. (laughs) (laughs) Well, see, we should have leveled up. We should have taken the time to level up because then you can have a... Do you get another spell or some shit? We really should have. Yeah. Probably should have. But... The I good, almost asked. The good thing I is, roll to level up, but yeah. Well, the good thing is the these guys are still they're only cobalt, so yeah, <laughs> yeah, and they're about to kill us. Yeah, 
Nah, what are you worried about, man? Jeez. I, you fuckers let me use my breath weapon. That's what I'm worried about. So are we still, so are we still on the, um, on the bridge? Yeah. Like outside the barrier or did we, or did we get over that? That depends. Do you want me to chuck you over or what? No, not really. Well, did, did we, okay. Did we, okay. Sorry. No, go ahead. What? Uh, my question is, did we, did we resolve what happened last time I checked? You were hanging from the bridge. And then Doom yeah, you did picked, what? Yeah, you picked me up. <laughs> I picked you up. Okay, yeah, okay, okay. Yeah, you picked me up on the way over. Cross. All right, let's do this then. Then we are over. Then did we? Then yeah, I mean yeah, yeah, we got over. I, we're there. We're ready to go. Right on. Okay, fit, sure. Or, uh, we're, we're over the barrier. Okay. Um. Yeah. Oh, if you want to go over. Oh, maybe we're not over the barrier. Uh, yeah, that's what we haven't figured barrier. out yet. Yeah. Are we jumping that bitch and swinging or what? I thought we were fighting the barrier. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the only thing I can see, so I guess I could. Guys, stop! Yeah. I found our real enemy! <laughs> Wood, your true nemesis. Uh, let's see, do I have any kind of fire or anything? Okay, okay. Not throw you over, but would you like me to pick you up and drop you over? Um, sure. Okay, there you go. Jibs, yeah. let's run. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking I'm just, I'm just, I, it, it's just 2020. We're still treating short people so poorly. I just don't like it. <laughs> You're like, hey. oh, like, I'm going to put him over here. He doesn't know what's going to happen. He's just going to land. There's a couple of cobalts over there. It's going to be fine. Hey, fine. come on, dude. You get to pick on the shorties for once. Take advantage of it. Hey, I have empathy. What's that? <laughs> okay, let's do this. Drop him over. Yeah, I won't throw you. I just pick you up lightly and drop you over so you can be like, I'm going to fuck you up. <laughs> Wait a minute. I, you know, with the image, with the picture now, this does make this seem a little weird. It seems like Jay Sarge and I kidnapped somebody's kid and we're taking them across state lines. Huh. <laughs> uh. Sounds like an episode of Nerd Blitz. Okay, let's do this. <laughs> So I'm going to cast, uh, you, you drop me right in the middle of these four kobolds, so I'm going to cast Sleep on these guys and try to put them out. <clears throat> okay. Um, okay, so three of them drop, and they're they're asleep. Awesome. Okay. Uh, how long is a round? A round is? I think six seconds. Six seconds? Okay, so they're out for. Nerd alert. <laughs> Shut up. Jibs. <laughs> jibs, jibs. Let's duck down and pretend we ran. They're out for ten rounds. Unless they take Whoa. unless they take damage then or somebody wakes them up. Oh, they're gonna take damage. <laughs> <laughs> I got shit to get through. Yeah. Uh so let's see. So that's this guy, this guy, this guy. This guy's still awake, I think. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. So the third, the fourth kobold is still awake. Okay. Is it my turn now? Uh, yes. It's your turn. Okay. So I hop the barricade. Uh huh. So calm down. I'm not going to abandon you. Uh, 15 plus 5 plus 2. So 22. That hits, right? Uh, yeah. <clears throat> okay. I'm going to swing with my battle axe, which is. Five plus five. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, that's ten Stop. damage. Stop! You're done. This guy's <laughs> this guy's fucking split down the middle. Okay. Uh, then I'm gonna use my axe action surge. Yeah. And go after one of the ones that's sleeping. <laughs> I'm gonna kill this sleeping <laughs> fucker. Okay. Um, I gotta roll attack. That's twelve. Plus five, plus two, so what? Nineteen. Uh, I think that hits. Okay, and then again, battle axe. Two plus five, seven. Uh, dead. <laughs> okay, and that's my turn. Okay, and okay, Jibsy. That, that guy's asleep. That guy's asleep. Now it's Jibsy's turn. Well, um, I guess I can climb. I can I climb over the barricade and just say, "Well, it looks like our work here is done." Alright. No, it's not. It's not? Oh, no. What are these guys gonna do? Let's just tie them up. They're sleeping. They're happy. Come on, this is the that's, this is the least evil they're gonna be all day. He has a point. Fine. I mean, I am chaotic good, but, you know, neutral, but, you know, it seems a little much. I, I, I don't know if I can condone watching people get murdered in their sleep. But then again, these guys have been attacking that town. Exactly my well, point. I don't know if these guys have, though. Come on. They said They're fucking sleeping. cobalt, dude. They're sleeping. Then you better start tying them up, because if these fuckers start waking up, guess what? They're going to eat some metal. If they are <laughs> if they wake up, we're going to destroy them, just like every other cobalt we've come across. Maybe. So shut up and start tying, or they're going to be getting fucking dead. All right, time. Tying them up, tying them up, tying them up. Um, let's see. I have a plus three to doom go fuck yourself, so that's a 14. Nice. <laughs> um, my, I made my saving throw, so go fuck yourself. Oh, <laughs> man. Damn. <clears throat> I want to search all these bodies and even the tied up ones. And even the tied up ones? Fucking A. Okay. If you search them all and you get you come up with about eight copper pieces between oh, all Oh, shit, son. And this is all mine. That's all yours? Okay. Yep. Mark it down on your sheet. You said eight? Yep. Okay. They don't tend to carry much coinage on them. At least not these guys. Not when they're on guard duty, anyway. Yeah, well, I've got, uh, like, 13 copper now, so. Whoa. Suck a dick. Uh, guess who's buying everything? Play your cards right. You might be substantially richer by the end of this adventure. Ooh! You might be dead in real life by then, as, as slow as this is going, but... Well, that goes without saying. I might have died, yeah. died of old age. <laughs> old but. age, or, or who knows? Might be, might be murder hornets. They might be making a comeback. Who knows? Nah, it's a hoax. Now, are, are we going to gag these guys? <laughs> <laughs> I unzip. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, but yeah, but you also have to come with us. So unless you have yeah. a detachable weenus, then uh, well. I aren't like dragons lizardy. I don't grow back. It's not like your tail. I don't think you're. Oh, I'm I pretty mean, sure hey, it if is. You wanna, if you want to try chopping it off just for science, you know, go for it. But <laughs> I wouldn't recommend it. <laughs> no, uh, somebody rip off a piece. Like you got a big hat or something. Rip off a couple chunks and jam it down their throat. Well, oh, we fuck that. Why don't we? Why don't we rip 70? a? Yeah. Why don't you rip a piece of their clothing off? Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's like, a good idea too. Yeah, they just there's have. They're just wearing like rags. Right there, we could. Yeah, there's there's something around. Oh yeah, get like their underwear and jam it in their mouths. Yeah, skid marks first. Right. Hey, see, you guys are coming around to my way of thinking. 
So we do that. Yep, those guys are all tied up. See, and you would never would have gotten here if we had killed them. Come on, man. You're welcome. And they're properly properly gagged so they can't call for help. But I want to wait there and watch when they wake up so they can taste the shitty and be like, ha-ha, like Nelson. Or maybe we should just rest now so we can uh, we can get your breath back. There you go. Uh, we're at 56 minutes, so y'all want to stop for us? Wait, no, we're an hour, at an hour, so y'all want to stop for a minute? Oh, yeah, sure. we probably should sure. change the tape. Yep. Yeah. Flip the tape over. Yeah. So we'll do that. We'll rest and we'll level up. Okay. Okay, okay I need to go right. get some water anyway. Jeez. Same. This is Kevin J. Anderson, and you should be reading one of my books. But if you've already finished all of the Dan Shamble zombie PI adventures, or my Saga of Seven Sons, or my Star Wars books, or my Dune books, or my X-Files books, or anything else that I've got out there, then enjoy the Nerd Blitz with Doom and Fitz. These guys are whacked. Everybody, welcome back. Kevin J. Anderson. Yay, the crowd goes wild. We were talking a little bit before about hardcore fantasy and stuff. This interview is going to drop in episode 100, which is going to include our continuing adventures of our D&D game. Last time that you and I talked, I don't know if we had started that yet or not, but like I said, things have changed. I've taken a deep dive into the hardcore nerdy. Yeah, that's going to be uh, interesting to read the next installment of the Wake the Dragon series with that new perspective. Well, I'm busy proofreading the page proofs for those the books called Venge War that comes out in January, and I'm sitting here reading the pages. I'm up to page like 170 right now as I'm editing the first draft of book three. So I've, it's like watching two different seasons of Game of Thrones at the same time because it's different parts of the story. But I'm schizophrenic, so I can follow all the different things. I've asked you before on Twitter, how do you keep all of that straight? Well, it's harder to be doing book two and book three at the same time in the same right. story because you're like, okay, did this guy die yet or not? And and did they know this or not? And has she had the baby yet or not? And Spoilers. That's a little bit harder, but I keep outlines of everything so I can basically refer to my blueprint if I need to. But it's easier if I'm like editing Gods and Dragons, which is the big fantasy, while I'm writing a horror novel or something like that because they're completely different parts of my brain. Working in two different books in the same series... Now, my wife and I, we did 14 novels in the Young Jedi Knight series back in the 90s and early 2000s, and those were 14 books, and they came out every three months, and so we were tripping all over ourselves as far as outlining the new book while we were editing the draft of the book that comes before that, while we were proofreading the typeset book of the one that comes before that, while we were doing book signings and promoting the one that comes before that, and it was like all at the same time, and we really did sort of have distorted time perspectives then but somehow we kept it all straight i wonder would that make it easier having two people trying to keep it straight or does that make it worse (laughs) no 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 not at all not at all because it's she thinks one thing and i think the other and because we edit and rewrite so much we might remember something that happened in a draft that got completely edited out and then we go back and proofread and go oh yeah we deleted that scene didn't we so but you know it worked they came out and fans read them and loved them so it worked i think i have the First four, one of our listeners sent them to me, I think right after I interviewed you the first time. Mm-hmm. I haven't read them yet because obviously I've been 
busy reading other things. I'm keeping busy with these big epic fantasy things, and then just two days ago I had a vampire serial killer book called Steak that came out, so that's a completely different X-Files, vampires sort of thriller, and that takes a different set of writing skills, and then I was just edited this big creepy anthology called Monsters, Movies, and Mayhem, so we're doing a bunch of interviews and promotion for that. So, you know, it's just working on all kinds of different things and not being bored even in a pandemic. So that's it's a good thing, I guess. At least you're getting more work done that way, right? Well, it's a whole different thing. I used to travel almost three times a month going to different comic cons and science fiction conventions, and all that came into an abrupt halt at the beginning of March. And haven't been on any business trip since, I think it was Pensacon in Florida, was the very last one that I went to. And it was a great one. I'm glad I ended on a, on a high note there. But I kind of miss going out and being on panels and, and autographing books and meeting fans and taking pictures and stuff. But, you know, there a lot of things have changed. But then this has at least given me more time to get my writing done and get some editing done and watch a lot of TV. I've caught up on a whole bunch of shows that I, I had never gotten around to. So we're getting by. It's not, not my favorite situation, but we're getting by. You just touched on a, almost half of the things that I want to talk about. But let's go back to the short story collection that just came out, Monsters, Movies, and Mayhem. Or did I get that yep, right? Yep, you got it right. Okay. Lots <sighs> ends. Yeah. I wanted to ask you about that specifically because Fitz and I have talked recently, too, about short story collections. And I'm curious how those come together because it seems like a chaotic thing to try and pull all these people together. And I'm curious, does like the editor go to each person or do they have like a slush pile of stories they pick from, you know, like a theme or how does that work? Well, there's, there's a couple of different ways to do it. And the ones like I did a couple of big Star Wars anthologies, the Tales from the Moss right. the Cantina and Tales of the Bounty Hunters and stuff. In that case, I came up with the idea for the anthology and then I went out and invited specific writers who then wrote specific stories. Like, this guy wrote the Boba Fett story, and this guy wrote the Bosk story, and, and you know, they had assignments, and they turned them in. That's pretty easy to do, because you know what's coming in. But for the Monsters, Movies, and Mayhem, it was an open submission anthology, so that meant we just posted the guidelines all over the place, and people submitted stories to us. In this particular case, it's got an even more original aspect to it because I'm a professor running a whole graduate program at Western Colorado University for people getting a master's degree in publishing. And what the student project is, is that they have to edit and produce this anthology and then release it and market it. That's their one-year project as they're getting their degree. So we got funding to pay for the stories. The students came up with the idea of Monsters, Movies, and Mayhem. And they wrote up the guidelines. We post them all over the place. And then we basically opened the floodgates, and 435 submissions came in. And there were nine people, nine students on the editorial board. And so they waded through the submissions as they came in. And of the 435 submissions, there were a lot of them that just didn't work. We People, I'm sure this is going to be a total surprise to you, but there are people who just can't read instructions. Right. And, you know, we said hard word limit of 6,000 words, and they would send us a 30,000 word something. And you go, well, nope, can't buy this one. And then it was all supposed to be like creepy stories about the movies or movie monsters and, and all kind of related things like that. And we had this one guy who sent in an article about landmarks to see in Manhattan, and we rejected that one. And then he submitted it again after he changed the title and then sent it in and 
nope, even under a different title, it's still not the kind of story we're looking for. And then, you know, they started weeding through all those. And, and again, it's when you have that many submissions, it really is pretty easy to get rid of about three-quarters of them, that they're just not well-written or they're not the right kind of story. Or right. It's pretty obvious. But then once we called it down to, like, 70 stories and we had a budget, we could only buy this many stories, we had only this many words, then they had to start really reading them and really comparing them and working out the ones that were going to fit best in the anthology. And then once they start weeding them down to the really, really good ones, then other factors come into play. So say you have a really, really good story by somebody who nobody's ever heard of, or a really good story by a giant best-selling author. Well, then you pick the one by the giant best-selling author, because that's who you want on the cover. And if you've got six really, really good stories all about werewolves, you got to get rid of some of them, because you can't have six werewolf stories in the same book. And you put them all together, and we've got a really great mix of vampires and zombies and haunted movie theaters and vengeful serial killers and aliens who buy pizza places and next to a movie theater. And, you know, it, it's, it's just a great, fun anthology that we work together, and it's published by my own publishing house, Wordfire Press. And it came out, we got a starred featured review in Publishers Weekly, and it was the number one best-selling anthology in its category on Amazon when it came out. And it's doing pretty well, so the students are taking a happy dance victory lap going around. So that's the, the anthology that just came out. And of course, we were supposed to have a bunch of book signings. All the authors are going to get together. We're going to have big autographings and bookstores and things. And, you know, that didn't happen because everybody's locked up in their houses. So we did something kind of unique. We got an electronic signature from all of the authors. And so we put an autograph page in the hardcover edition. So if you buy the hardcover, you get this page that has 23 autographs on it. Every copy of it gets, gets that included in it. So we're doing all we can to try wow. to promote things. And it, it's a pretty cool anthology. We just love it. And I've very proud of what they managed to do. I read the first story I'm for the first time in like 15 years, but I was just finishing another book, but I wanted to at least read one of the stories before we started. I read the first story the other night mm-hmm. in between chapters of my other book. That's Jonathan Mayberry's, right? Correct, yes. Yeah. And it's not to get too spoilery, because <laughs> people need to read it for themselves, but it's a zombie... Zombie apocalypse story, yep. And it was damn good, so I'm looking forward to the rest of it. Hope people pick it up. It's an ebook and it's in paperback, but like I said, if you get the hardcover version, you get all the autographs in it. So it's our little dangly teaser there. The super spiffy version, yeah. But, okay, specifically then, how did, like, Straight out of Tombstone, which you were a contributor to with a shamble story, how did that one come together? Okay, so that one was like the first category I was telling you about. The editor, David Boo, sold the idea for the anthology, Straight Out of Tombstone, to the publisher, which was Bain Books. And he said, I want to do a story about Weird West, Weird West, creepy horror stories. And he had asked me ahead of time, Kevin, would you write a Dan Shamble story for it? And I agreed to, because I had like an idea for a Old West Dan Shamble story. So he pitched it, the publisher bought it, and then uh, he kind of sat back and waited for all of his hand-picked authors to write their stories and then mail them in. And so I did that one because I I do this a lot, because people often invite me to do a story for an anthology, and I sit back 
looking and go, how can I make a Dan Chamble story out of this? Because I like more people to read Dan Chamble, so they pick up the books because I just love that series. You, you, you may have read it. I, I think you might have mentioned that once or twice. It sounds vaguely familiar. Yeah, so if I'm going to be doing a story for an anthology, if I keep doing Dan Chamble stories, then I end up with enough short stories that I can fill another collection. I've got two collections of Chamble stories out already, so keep working on those. And good news for you is at maybe by the end of the year, as soon as I can clear the decks of all these other things, I'm sitting out there on the back burner that I really do need to do another Dan Chamble novel. It's been a couple of years since Taste Like Chicken, so i got to get another one out sometime. Ooh, okay. <laughs> well, there's so much fun to write, but the thing is that we're trying lots of different things and been pushing to try to get somebody to pick it up as a TV series for a long time. And, of course, again, thanks to the pandemic, everything is shut down and nobody's filming anything or buying anything. But, you know, if it ever did get picked up for a TV series, then what more incentive would I need? I mean, boom, got to write another novel. But. For sure. See, I was going to save uh, my question about any shamble news to the end because now I'm like, tell me more. <laughs> well, I've got a little bit of an idea for it, and we're going to see what goes. But they're they're so I don't want to say they're easy to write because you just have to work really hard to be that stupid for that many pages. But it's it's something that I want to do. All right, now that sounds like a backhanded compliment or something mm-hmm. because that's probably my favorite series of yours, and you're like it's stupid. Well, it's supposed to be stupid. That's the point. I mean, the, if if you have stupid comedy like The Naked Gun, then it's supposed to be stupid. So, I mean, Spaceballs isn't supposed to be literary. It's supposed to be stupid. And and right. I succeed admirably well at being stupid. But there's that, and I've got so many uh, Dune projects coming out with graphic novels and a monthly comic book and new novels and, and a huge big-budget Dune movie, which is finished and wrapped and full of stars and ready to be released supposedly in December. But again, who who knows what the world's going to be like in December. I, I know that uh, Christopher Nolan's huge new movie that was supposed to be the summer blockbuster has been delayed and delayed, and now they're maybe releasing that in the wintertime, but who knows? And So we just, at least the books are coming out, so we're very happy about that. I wanted to touch on that. I don't know much about Dune, really, but what is your involvement, really, with the movie, if at all? Did you and Brian have, like, script approval or anything? Yeah, we worked on my official title I think is creative consultant or something I'll be on the credits when they roll and right. and then there's a TV series that they're spinning off for one of the streaming services HBO Max I'm a co-producer on that one but again everything's just on pause right now so it's it's right. you know they wouldn't let me talk about it anyway but there's nothing I could talk about because it's all sitting there but yeah I'm involved in the movie and following it and and will be more involved in the TV show but most involved of course in writing the novels and the comics because we're actually writing those and the first new book called The Duke of Caladan comes out in October and that's already written and delivered and they've got the cover done and all that and we've got all the comics uh, we're doing a House of Trades monthly adaptation for 12 issues and just delivered the fourth script in that one and we're doing this huge three volume graphic novel adaptation of the original novel Dune and we've written the scripts for the first two of those three things so we've got plenty of stuff that's going on so that's why I don't have a brand new Dan Shamble novel ready to go because I had to do these other things first but I like to work on different projects at once so it'll it'll keep going well that kind of leads me perfectly you're like a wind-up toy I just <laughs> throw you a ball and you go that's awesome perfect for a podcast weird because it's my first interview I've ever done so <laughs> 
But that leads me to something else that Fitz and I have talked about in the recent past, about the adaptation process. I know I'm getting super nerdy into all the processes of how these things work, but the nerd blitz cut me some slack. Uh-huh. Specifically the movie adaptation process, because I know you've written a few movie adaptations. You may not have liked the movies, but we won't go there. Well, that was the other <laughs> way around. That's the that's the novelization, where they give me the script, right. and then I turn it into a book. And then the that's technically called a novelization. And then the other way around is when some scriptwriter takes a book and then adapts it into a movie. Or like what we did with the graphic novel of Dune, we took Frank Herbert's novel Dune, and then we adapted it into a graphic novel. So it's basically turning words into pictures if you're adapting it or taking a script and turning it into complete sentences if you're doing a novelization. And doing the graphic novel adaptation of Frank Herbert's Dune, that was really kind of a challenge because on the page there's so much like explanation and internal thoughts and dialogue and deep philosophical concepts and things. But when you're doing it as a graphic novel, it has to be interesting visually. There has to be interesting pictures on the page. And you can't just have a page of 10 panels of a close-up of some guy's face as he's thinking. So you have to find visually interesting ways to convey all of the prose and the deeper thoughts that are going on in the background. And so that's that requires a lot of imagination sometimes to figure out, well, how do I do this and how do I do that? And like I said, we just finished the second volume of the three volumes. So it's mostly going and then there's a whole lot more battles and sandworm rides in the third part of it. So it'll be easier to adapt, I think. So how far ahead when you're doing a movie novelization, how far ahead do they give you a script? Because sometimes when you pick up a movie novel, they feel like two different things. Well, that kind of all changes depending on how organized the studio is. And sometimes you're given the script and they then throw half of the script out and they rewrite it and they reshoot the movie and they never tell me. I'm I'm left with the original script and they never gave me a new one. I did the novelization for a movie called Supernova and that was the case with that. The script that we got was nothing like the finished movie because they cut it and recut it and recut it and reshot things and, and there were all kinds of these scenes in the script that we had to write that never showed up in the finished movie. I, I won't speak to the quality of that movie or how well it held together no matter how many times they recut it. But, you know, you sort of have to roll with that because I'm pretty far down on the totem pole as the guy who writes the novel based on the script. And there were many things. uh, I did Sky Captain in the World of Tomorrow, and there were things in the script where Sky Captain has to fight this robot sea monster, but they never described what the robot sea monster looked like because a sea monster could be a million different things. It could be a sea serpent. It could be a dinosaur. It could be a manta ray. It could be a giant clam. I mean, you never know what it is. And we couldn't get them to tell us what the sea serpent looked like. So we had to just make it up. And, of course, we didn't make it look anything like what it showed up on the movie. But, you know, we just tried. And let's see, this. one of the stories I remember is a woman named Vonda McIntyre wrote the novelization to Star Trek The Wrath of Khan. But it was one of the best-kept secrets in Hollywood that Spock dies in the end. You know, sorry, spoilers, but this was 1981 or whatever it was. And they gave her the script, but they left off the last 10 pages of the script because even she couldn't know that Spock died. And she said, well, I need the last parts of the script. And they said, well, this is embargoed. You can't, you can't see it. And she says, well, I have to know how it ends. And they go, no, you don't. Nobody gets to know. And she says, I'm writing the damn book. I have to know how it ends. And they finally let her have the last pages of the script, I guess. So it's, it's kind of weird working for Hollywood, but, you know, that's where all the glamorous stuff is. 
things sure have changed because I know Star Wars, the novelizations of the movie now come out 6 to 12 months after the movie. So that's got to make things easier, maybe? Well, I, it, <laughs> to me, it sort of defeats the purpose because what they it does. what they used to do is that, in fact, I remember specifically Empire Strikes Back, that they bombed the bookstores and they bombed the grocery stores with Star Wars, the Empire Strikes Back. The book came out like four days before the movie came out. And so all the diehard fans ran out and read the whole book before they went in to see. And so they were doing the whole, oh my God, Darth Vader's Luke's father. And, and you know, the people who read the book knew it. It sort of was a spoiler, but they got to see it before, or read it before anybody else did. I'm not exactly sure what the point of reading The Rise of Skywalker six months after the movie came out. I know with Episode 7, apparently J.J. just wanted it to be a secret, and it's like, well, put it out the week after then, dude. Yeah, I, I don't know. I could be wrong, but I think he did the same thing with his first uh, Star Trek movie, too, because I don't think that came out until at least three to six months later. It doesn't make any sense to me well, either. I'll, I'll tell you something. Don't tell me to explain Hollywood to you because it does not <laughs> necessarily make sense. And But what you got to understand is that the, the paperback book sales of J.J.'s Star Trek movie compared to the $200 million budget of the movie are just... It's, right. It's not high on anybody's list. I mean, I think the coffee mugs that they make probably earn them more money than, than the book does. So I, I remember I would throw little tantrums when I'm working for the X-Files because they took so long to approve various things. I'm going, but I have deadlines and I've got to get paid for this. They go, you know, we make more money on the X-Files postcard souvenir book than we do on the novels. And so it's just, it might be the most important thing in my world, but it's not the most important thing in their world. So I'm very glad to be working on on my own stuff, like Monsters, Movies, and Mayhem, or I've got a new vampire thriller called Steak, and I've got the Dune stuff coming out, the comics. I'm I'm higher on the totem pole there because we control what's going on. Well, let's get into Steak then, because you just brought that up, and I think the last time you were on, you were either finalizing that or you were still writing it. I can't remember. Well, this one's been kind of a, a long time coming because we sold it to Audible.com as an original first, so it came out in audio last October, a year ago, October. And it was exclusive in audio for like six months before it could come out in print. But a British publisher bought it, so they brought it out in Britain in May, and then they brought the ebook out in June, and then now just two days ago, August 4th, the print version is here in the U.S. So it's been kind of trickling out in different formats. But it's a kick-ass story. It's one of my favorite cool, twisted, weird things. So our, our guy believes in vampires. He really believes in vampires, and so he tracks down people who work the night shift, who are never seen in the daylight. They're like recluses, and they don't have any friends, and they have mysterious activities, and so he convinces himself they're vampires, and he'll break into their apartment and pound a stake through their heart because he's saving the human race. But if you're the police detective who's finding these dead bodies with stakes pounded through the heart, you've got this wacko serial killer running around who's killing people, and the person in the middle is this woman, Alexis, that's the main character, she's running sort of an X-Files conspiracy kind of website, and she really wants to believe in the supernatural, but she's a tough sell, and you've got to really convince her. And this vampire killer guy keeps sending her evidence about his victims going, see, this guy was a vampire, this guy was a vampire. And she's really starting to get convinced, so you, the reader, don't really know, is this guy crazy, or are there really vampires? And because it's a Kevin Anderson book, people are going to assume there's really vampires, but maybe it really isn't. It's just a silence 
of the Lambs kind of thing. I, I keep you guessing all the way through, I think, and I pull all three different points of view from the vampire killer to the police detective to the conspiracy lady, and uh, it's kind of a wild roller coaster ride all the way through. Yeah, like, true crime stuff, that does nothing for me, but something out there like that, it's like, give me two copies. Well, you should get two copies. I recommend that, yes. <laughs> Because it just sounds so badass and interesting. Well, I mean, I was thinking, I mean, I had this idea way back when I was working for the X-Files, and I just put it in the drawer because I thought it was too good and I wanted to do it myself. But just imagine, the like an X-File episode, where Mulder and Scully show up and there's a dead body there with a stake pounded through his heart. The first thing Mulder's going to assume is, it's a real vampire. And the first thing right. Scully's going to assume is, this guy's a wacko serial killer. And, you know, which one of them's right? And I like making you guess. And I spent, because the world had changed since the 90s when I was working on the X-Files. So I'm starting to write this book, and I get onto social media. I look on Facebook. I look on, on the news, and it's all fake news and conspiracies, and and nobody knows what's true anywhere. We've got people that insist that nobody's actually died from the coronavirus, and I know people who have died from the coronavirus. So, I mean, people are just going down this rabbit hole being convinced about the silliest things, and this book just fit right into the paranormal, crazy conspiracy people. But what if some conspiracies are true? So, you know. so, so what you're saying is the moon landing never happened. Well, how do you think the vampires got here, that the astronauts were bit on the Apollo program, and then they got, you know... Whoa, this goes deeper than I thought. Yes. Vampires live on the dark side of the moon because the sun doesn't go there, and, well, actually, the sun does go to the dark side of the moon, but not that science ever stops the people from believing in conspiracies. But it, it really did start to kind of work me up, because if you You're not alone are batshit crazy, mm -hmm. if you believe stuff like that, then there's no way that rational people can convince you of the truth. And have you ever thought how strange it is that now that every single person has a camera with them at all times, because we've all got our phone, so there's always, it's not like I don't have my Polaroid Instamatic in the glove compartment in my car. I've always got a, phone, a camera with me. So why then haven't there been a huge flood of UFO pictures taken and Bigfoot pictures taken and everything? It's not like people don't have the chance to take pictures, but you don't see them. But now with Photoshop and stuff, you can actually make a fake, a deep fake that is so fake and so sophisticated that no normal means of disproving it exist. And if you are the type of person who is inclined to believe, yep, that is the Loch Ness Monster there, that blurry thing in the picture, there is no way you can convince them that it's a faked photo. And what's really alarming, those deep fakes, they say, I heard somebody talking about it once, and they said, really all it takes is 45 minutes of your speaking voice and anything could be fake. You could say, they could make you say anything. And it's like, that's alarming oh, for yeah, somebody this, who has like 320 hours of themselves talking on a podcast. <laughs> well, and, and that's why you know, I, I, I almost never talk about any kind of politics or anything, but I, this is sort of a generalist enough. That's why I do think we need to impose some sort of objective truth, fact-finding rules on Twitter, on Facebook. Because if you oh, post sure. absolutely blatantly false, you need to have that stopped. Because it's not satire. You are you are stating a falsehood that is hurting somebody else's life. I don't agree that the First Amendment means, you know, that they've made the example. You can't yell fire in a crowded theater. Well, 
You, mm-hmm. you can't defame somebody with something you know is incorrect because there are plenty of stupid people that will pick it up and believe it's correct and send it around. You have the freedom to do what you want, but you don't have the freedom to drive your car into a crowd of people. And, you know, that's... I saw a TikTok today. It was this girl going back and forth with herself talking about masks, specifically. Mm-hmm. And one version of the girl is saying, well, I don't think the government should tell us what to do. And the other version of the girl says, Right, so that's why you drive in your registered car with your government-issued license. And the other girl's like, yeah, but, um, and she's like, what? Tell me. And she goes, well, I was raised in an individualistic society that makes me feel that if I do anything to protect anybody else, it makes me look weak. The other version of the girl says, ah, so we're getting somewhere. That's the whole point of it, really. Well, I mean, with the mask thing, if you were infected with Ebola and you were contagious, is it your freedom to walk around in the grocery store infecting other people? That is not your freedom. No, not at all. Anyway, so Steak is a really good book about vampires and serial (laughs) killers and all that. I was going to say, just to wrap that topic up, I've seen a lot of people saying if you have more than a thousand followers, it's your duty to speak up about certain things. Horseshit. Because whatever your beliefs, I'm since the last election, I am so sick of everybody preaching, you know, and you don't even have to respond to this. I'm this is just my opinion. And I'm basically what I'm saying is I'm cool with folks like you who feel that it's not your place to tell people No, you do this because I said so, because I have, you know, some form of platform. I just wanted to make that clear because I think that is such horseshit. Well, and I don't know how we got on this topic. I don't know, but well, because steak is all about conspiracy theories and social media and all that stuff. So that's why we talked about it. And I I made a conscious decision quite a long time ago that uh, Mm because I I blew up some bridges and burn some stuff because I was doing political things and my you've read enough of my stuff my stuff is not political fiction it's entertaining fiction I want you to be enjoying my my space opera or my high fantasy or my dumb zombie PI and stuff like that and if I start taking a political stance then I drive away all of my readers who are on the opposite side of that political stance. And I would argue not even that, though, because, again, since the last election, I've probably blocked more people on Twitter that I agree with than I disagree with because they just take such a... I don't know what the word is that I'm looking for right now, but they take such a hardline stance and they're so unrelentingly pissy about it that it's just (laughs) like, look, I follow you because you're an entertainer. And, I mean... That gets into a deeper discussion, too, where it's like people are like, entertainers need to stay out of politics. I say horseshit when no. you've got a reality star president. That argument's gone. Well, and I'm allowed, even if I am an entertainer, I'm allowed to have an opinion, and if I decide to express it, mm-hmm. but I can decide not to express it, too. And, exactly. and times are just different. I love political discussions. I used to love to sit down with somebody I really disagreed with, and we'd have a beer, and we'd hash it out. But... Now you can't even do that because you're suddenly the enemy. It's like you're in the old Irish Republic or something that if you're Catholics and Protestants and there's you can't talk to each other. And and I just nobody really knows what my political feelings are because I don't post them. If you want to know, we'll do it over a beer somewhere. But that's not that's not my public persona. And I find myself that and. I will be upfront. I really do have some pretty strong political views. And when I see like a musician, a rock star, somebody that I enjoy their music, and then they come out 
and they are just mm-hmm. so vehemently crazy about something that I find reprehensible. I just mm-hmm. don't hear their music the same way anymore. Sorry. Right. You know, they still can sing or play the guitar or whatever it is that they're doing, but there's also my freedom to spend my dollars where I want to. And if you're going to be an ass, I don't need to give you my money because I've got other music I can buy. Mm-hmm. So Again, 100% agree with you. So there, we didn't even have to have a beer. But So the, so the reason we started talking about this is that the book Steak is just intertwined about these... Oh, so here's here's a fun example in the book. So the, the woman who's running this conspiracy website, and she's kind of a recluse, nerdy girl who loves pictures with Bigfoot and the Chupacabra and all that. I mean, she just loves to track this stuff down and she knows most of it's BS, but she's still fascinated by it. So she, this is all backstory and it's not really a spoiler, but she had one guy who was an avid follower who was really, really convinced that the lizard people were real. And so she kind of smacked him down on her website saying, but come on, this is ridiculous. How can you really believe it? And he became her really nasty stalker then because she had humiliated him in front of all of these other people that he was trying to convince. And so he starts sending her threatening letters and he starts like showing up and so she gets like creeped out this is all backstory it's not part of the story and so he's actually starting to threaten her and she decides you know what maybe I really do need to get a personal handgun and keep it in my house just in case he decides to follow through on his threats this is the funny part so she posts on her site saying okay I'm a little creeped out by this stalker guy and I think I'm going to get a handgun so guys tell me what kind of handgun I should get just imagine where that goes. Just boom, thousands and thousands. Then they're arguing all over about handguns and whether she should have one and whether she shouldn't and what kind she should have. And then they're, and the funny thing is for doing research for this particular scene in the book, and I'm not a gun person. I mean, I've gone out shooting and I have friends who are gun advocates and I'm, I'm not vehemently against it, but I don't feel a need to have one myself. So I posted on Facebook saying, I'm writing this scene with the character and she's a single woman living alone and she doesn't really know anything about guns. What kind of gun? should she get to protect herself? I posted that on Facebook. Uh-oh. 479 responses later, and they were still arguing over things. And I had people private messaging me saying, I'm so sorry about your friend, and I'll come over and, and I'll teach her how to shoot, and I'll give her the... And I said, it's a character in a book. Guys, come on. And so then my character, after she gets these hundreds of responses, the character says, wow, I can't imagine I would have gotten this many responses if I asked what kind of fishing pole I should buy. But you gun guys are really nuts. And then, of course, that sparks a whole other big debate and stuff. So I I think we've all just need to start drinking decaf a little bit and and listen to each other's opinion, except when they're wrong, of course. (laughs) It is interesting that given the rise of energy drinks, people have gotten a little more erratic, isn't it? Hmm. Well, I'm not sure that conspiracy I want to advocate that it's can energy drink people that are causing people to go insane, but who knows. But anyway, I had... I thought I'd throw it out. There. Yeah, so I... But a lot of this in stake, I kind of drew upon some stuff because I've had some nutty stalkers, whether it was X-Files people or Dune people or Star Wars people, that they just get... I mean, we had people posting photoshopped pictures of me slashing Brian Herbert's throat and people... Well, I don't even want to talk about it, but there was, these were guys that wow, if you would only put your energies to the betterment of humanity instead of wasting your time on doing stuff like this. but Right? You see some crazy photoshops and it's like, dude, you could make a lot of money if you just lose the nutty part of your brain. Yep. 
But, you know, I, I spent a lot of time unintentionally researching the darker side of... And I, I had a nephew who was like, full-on absolutely convinced that the lizard people were going to come up out of the sewers and they were taking over our government and shape-shifting. And it's like, that wouldn't even make a good movie. It's too nuts. But there are lots of people who... I mean, just right now, the coronavirus is bringing some of them out of the woodwork. Your 4G phone network is driving everybody crazy and causing the coronavirus. And, and you know, you can go... I had a friend of mine I mean, a smart guy, he's a successful author, writing me this long rant that the entire pandemic is a complete hoax by the Democrats to get out of office. Nobody has actually died and nobody's actually sick. And I'm like, excuse me, I know people who have died. My sister-in-law works in one of the Johns Hopkins hospitals and she's worked eight weeks straight without a single day off, 70-hour-a-week shifts, and she cries every time she talks to us because of how many people die every shift of hers. And I just, like, I don't know what to say to somebody like that because the simple reply to that is and how do you think he's handled this conspiracy well my thing is <laughs> really so the democrats have killed all these people in italy and south korea and britain in order right. to that's that just, too i don't know so now you're going to get a bunch of hate mail on this episode because we've just really poked all these crazy uh, well-respected conspiracy theorists let's put it that way so <laughs> You you mentioned Star Wars, Dune, and... X-Files. X-Files, that's right. <clears throat> but Shamble fans are cool, right? Shamble fans are cool, yes. They're they're the more sophisticated <laughs> the more sophisticated ones. But, you know, that, that gets to kind of a different thing, because Dan Shamble is so totally different from Spine of the Dragon, which is a big Game of Thrones kind of fantasy. And then my Saga of Seven Sons, which is all giant, like the Expanse, big space opera epics. And then Steak, which is an X-Files, Silence of the Lambs, pretty tense thriller and you know I, I've done some straight mysteries and I just I like to read all kinds of different things and so I like to write all kinds of different things I think it would get to feel like a job if I just wrote volume number 93 in my Perry Mason detective courtroom drama thing you know it's it's I, I like to do different things and so it's hurt well, it caused some weird stuff with my career for a long time because nobody knew what a, quote, Kevin J. Anderson book was because I would just do all kinds of things. But now I've written enough stuff and I've got enough fans that they will go, oh, it's a Kevin J. Anderson book, and they'll just know that I'll take them for a good ride and a good good story. Ain't that the truth? Okay, here's something. I've. This is a question I had for you last time, and to get away from... <laughs> what we've been talking about a bit. We'll be lighter. Yeah, let's do some. Let's do some lighter stuff. Yes. <laughs> uh, I wanted to ask you this last time, but it's probably better I saved it for this time, given all that's happened in that universe. But I was curious: is there a Star Wars character that came after your time that you would have loved to have gotten your hands on while you were writing your Star Wars hmm. stories? You know, I I would really have liked to do a whole backstory on. I, I forget the character. Name, the Forrest Whitaker character in Rogue One. Saw Guerrera. Yeah. I think that that would have been a really interesting character to write about and to go deeper in. And as far as I know, somebody else has already done that novel. I don't know. But I enjoyed Rogue One a lot. You know, I, I enjoyed parts of all the new Star Wars ones. I've got some severe complaints about a couple pieces of them. But, you know, it's Star Wars. And I was always also a big Star Trek fan. And I watched Star Trek Next Generation every week. I watched Deep Space Nine every week. I watched Voyager every week. I watched Enterprise every week. And week by week by week, there were some real dogs in there. 
but that didn't mean I stopped being a Star Trek fan. Definitely. And Star Wars, there's a lot of stuff where I just, I could go on and on about Rise of Skywalker, like, but what about, and mm-hmm. and stuff. But, you know, it's still a Star Wars movie, and, you know, I, I can wish that they had done some different things, but, you know, I'm, I'm still sitting in the theater. I went opening day, every single one of those movies, and just kind of got my little kid delight back and sat back and watched them all and went, ah, I love that the opening fan fanfare music and and the roll-up and seeing all the stuff and and now they're all on disney plus so i could just watch it whenever i want to i'm a big prequel defender but i can admit that attack of the clones is kind of a dog so i i get where you're coming from with that well and i can go all over the place on on the prequels too that that well but this doesn't work and this doesn't set up and and I watched every episode of the Clone Wars cartoons, and, you know, some of those kind of went off into the deep end here and there, but, you know, it's still all Star Wars. And Honestly, my biggest you know, problem with the Clone Wars would probably be sometimes they did a little bit too much wheel spinning. Other than that, I think that's golden. Well, I mean, my as a writer, my biggest problem with the Clone Wars is that all the way through the entire series when Anakin takes on um, Sniff as his Padawan. Right. And you know that she's not in the later movies. So I'm waiting for Snip to die because he didn't do something right and it was all his fault and, and her death destroys him and that's what turns him to the dark side. And I've waited for this dramatic thing through the entire series and at the end, the big dramatic thing is she says, yeah, I don't want to be friends anymore, bye. And I thought, no, it should have been something way more dramatic than that. But Have you but that's not me. seen the final season of The Clone Wars then? Well, I watched them all when they came out. Is there Was there an extra season that got tacked on a year or so later? Because I didn't see any more beyond. Oh, you've got a lot of catching up. Oh, okay. Because the last I saw, she was just sort of like... Well, I'm leaving you goodbye, and I went, really? That was it? So if there's more to it, then maybe that addresses my complaint. (laughs) Well, Netflix did a season of 13 episodes like a year or two later, but just recently, I don't know how you missed it because everybody was losing their damn minds, including me. Okay. They just did... Well, then I've got catching up to do. If only there were a pandemic for me to sit around (laughs) and watch TV and catch up on things. But they just did 12 episodes, and then, spoilers, watch Star Wars Rebels because, I mean, it kind of... Kind of does give you a bit of a cliffhanger, but the story continues in Rebels too. That's set, I think, okay. like four or five years before Episode Four, before A New Hope. Yeah, I watched the first season of that one, and but Lego Star Wars is not part of the canon, right? Right. That that's a different thing. Okay. Yeah. I was joking there, but yeah. So I think you've got like twenty-five more episodes of Clone Wars you can catch up on, and it's all on Disney Plus, so you don't have to worry. And then yeah, there's like seventy-ish episodes of Rebels, and that's. Damn good, yeah. And it changed both of those hundred-ish episodes. They changed, at least for me, the way you look at episode three and the original trilogy. Well, that's actually good to know because we're really, after five, six months of this, my wife and I have pretty much run through our Netflix wish list and, and cleared out the stuff we wanted to watch. So now we got more things to add on it and uh, give us something to watch other than reruns of old game shows or something. Uh, did you watch The Mandalorian yet? Oh, yeah. Love okay, The Mandalorian. Love The Mandalorian. Yeah, catch up on Rebels because there's talk that season two of Mando might have a lot to do with the end of Rebels. Well, that actually is a good nudge for us because we we really were getting down to some of the, the lower listed things on our wish list of stuff to watch. So that'll give me some more. Right on. So we have talked about a zillion things and we have 
ventured into the dangerous territory of politics <laughs> and conspiracy theories, and so we probably have a good interview here, right? Right. I was just going to tee up and ask you if there was anything else you wanted to promote or let folks know that's getting ready to happen that you wanted to, you know, let them know about. Well, I mean, I can overwhelm with way too much. There's a lot of Dune <laughs> stuff coming out in October and November, but for right now, for your people, I, I think the really interesting ones is to check out Monsters, Movies, and Mayhem, and uh, Steak. Now, it's not like a T-bone steak. It's like a steak you pound through somebody's heart. So both of those books are just out in the last couple of weeks, so it's all fresh meat, and I hope you guys will check them out. Right on, and folks can follow you on Twitter at the KJA, right? That is correct. You can find me there, and on Facebook, just look up official Kevin J. Anderson page, and you'll find me there, too. Right on. So, again, I want to thank you for coming in for our special 100th episode. This is going to be a monster episode, and I'm really glad to have you be a part of it. All right. We hope people keep reading, and it's not really a conspiracy. It's not. So, keep reading. Hey, Fitzy Poo, guess what? Chicken's butt. That's my line. Not in this scenario. <laughs> we got to tell the people about all our Bandcamp albums. Oh, uh, yeah, that'd be good. I bet they'd buy them if you'd try a voice. Uh, no thanks. Come on, try it. No. I said try it, damn it. We have the camping trip available for $5. <laughs> Dude, I can't do this. The voices are your thing. I could be your hype man or something. Oh, fine, fine. At tsdjproductions.bandcamp.com, we have the camping trip for $5. <laughs> the Nerd Blitz Pilot Trio for $4. Yep. <laughs> the Laughing Bird for $3. There's a joker. We have the Nerd Blitz Commentaries DCCU album for $5. Your movies suck. What? Nothing. And H.P. Lovecraft's In the Vault for one dollar. I got nothing on that one. Over at tsdjproductions.bandcamp.com, there's over 20 hours of content for not a lot of money, I guess. Well, if this doesn't make them buy it, I don't know what will. <laughs> <laughs> hey, gang. Doom here. Hope you're digging episode 100 so far. I got two things I wanted to talk about real quick. The first is, wasn't that fucking interview with Kevin J. Anderson awesome? If you like that, please, 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 it would be so helpful to us if you went and tagged him at the KJA on Twitter and said thanks for coming in. If you want to hear more cool shit like that, you guys have got to speak up in times like this. But the other thing... I wanted to mention was for our 100th episode old friend of the show at spider scooby has given us a trio of movies to give away uh, before i tell you the first if you're on twitch go to twitch.tv slash scoobyfan69 and check out his twitch channel where he streams games and stuff and you all know scoobyfan.net and all that good stuff there's going to be two more movies We'll let you know what they are later in the episode, but for now, the first movie up is last year's Star Wars Episode Nine: The Rise of Skywalker. All you have to do to be eligible to win is just RT this episode pinned on our Twitter, at NerdBlitzPod. Just go to our Twitter account and RT the announcement tweet for this episode, the pinned tweet. And that's it. You have to be from the U.S. and RT that. That's all you gotta do to win. So, so yeah, hope you're digging the show and... I'll pop back in later to tell you what the other two movies are. Wasn't that an awesome interview? Yeah. 
And if so. it didn't happen, wow, I look stupid. Yeah. Wow. Or the normal. Do you want to do? You want us to do both takes, just in case? No. Okay. <laughs> I prefer to be honest about it. <laughs> if it didn't happen, wow, I look stupid. If it did, I'm a hero. Yeah, that's the only way you look stupid. Got it. Got it. Yes. Okay. Got it. Well, I did say earthen normal. Oh, oh, I didn't hear that part. But cut out. Cut out. Yep. Trust me, I'll say it again. Okay. I'm I'm trying to decide if I want to say who the guest is because if it doesn't fall through, or if it does fall through, it'll make me look even dumber. But if it you know falls together, I'll look really smart. Is it me? No. Then you're gonna be doing good a- either way. Either way, it's good. <laughs> no, I said a guest, not somebody who's <laughs> fucking part of the DNA. Oh. oh and see, oh. you thought that was going to be a slam, didn't you? Sure. I heard that chuckle. <laughs> okay, who is it? Who is it? I'll keep my mouth shut. Well, it doesn't matter. I'm talking about for the, you know, the recording. Trying to get Kevin J. Anderson. Ooh. Again. Oh, yeah. So, fingers crossed. Okay, good vibes, man. <laughs> but yeah, wasn't that interview fucking amazeballs tastic? It was pretty amazeballs. I was surprised I could stay quiet for the whole thing. I was like, oh. <laughs> now, see, you've got me wanting to say at the beginning of that, shut up, Jay Sarge. <laughs> <laughs> just, just and every, be- every, every couple of questions, just be like, hang on one moment, sir. Shh, shh, shh. Okay, let's go. All right. <laughs> He's going to think I'm fucking nuts. <laughs> well, as if he doesn't More already. Nuts Anywho. Fair. All right. Um, so we're all leveled up now. Yeah, we leveled up. I got big time hit points, gang. Yep. So we're now, after killing these kobolds, we're across the barrier and we're in the courtyard of the fort. Wait, did we watch the other ones wake up? Did we Did we short mouth? rest or long rest? Did we? Does it matter? I would say that's a short rest. Okay. Um, hang right. on, I want to make sure, because i got to figure out what I need for my breath weapon. You need a long rest, whatever, probably. Well, if that's what we need, that's or that's what I need, that's what we took. Because <laughs> I want that back. All right, well, how long is a long rest? It's like hours, uh, isn't let's it? Let's see, you can't use it until you complete a short or long rest, so it can oh, be either okay. one. Oh, okay, so yeah, short rest fine. is good. Yeah. Okay, so we're in the courtyard of this old fort. It's all crumbled and crumbled and fallen down. The courtyard's strewn with like rubble, and there looks like there's a like a ring, like a fire ring, where uh, where the kobolds kind of hang out. Oh, so this is is the cobalt town, right? It appears to be. Yeah, like this is this is where some of these kobolds made a base. I run into the middle of the town square and it's like, "Who wants to die today, bitches?" <laughs> and I just sort of walk. I just sort of walk backwards slowly. <laughs> I'm back at the bridge. I go over the barrier, go across the bridge. Your 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 voice echoes around the stone courtyard, and and Jay Sarge runs back to the Rat Burger Bar, and he's like, "Phew, those guys are crazy." Yeah, yeah. and uh, nothing really happens. Oh, all right. Should we start looking we, around? I think, I think we probably killed the people who were in this courtyard before. Okay. Yeah. Let's uh, investigate this shit okay. show. Okay. So, on the left side of the courtyard. You see a door, and farther down, there's a set of stairs going down, down to the lower level of the, of the uh, the fort. I run over to it and scream, "Who wants to die today?" <laughs> 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 I 
Apparently you do. <laughs> you fuckers need to really rein me in. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, No, I don't do that. Yeah, to the right there's an open passageway and it looks like maybe some stables in there. Some old stables. There's obviously no horses in there now, but... Hey, Phineas, why don't you go down there and see if anybody wants to die today? And if they're hot. <laughs> see if they're hot. So I run over and ask. At the no. at the stairs? At the stables? Well, I already... That was my joke, is that I already did that. I yelled down oh. the steps. Yeah, yeah. But I was joking. Oh, okay. Yeah, either way, nothing really happens. Oh, then I did it. But you can you can kind of hear some water sloshing around down there, down the steps in the darkness. Wait, is, is it two fatties fucking in a hot tub like my neighbors? <laughs> no. <laughs> Ew. So what are we doing, y'all? So there's a door on there's a door on the left. There's the stairs that go lead down into something, the lower level of this fort. Then there's a, an area where there's some stables. Stables seem like the safest option to me. Yeah, to let's start do that with, first. But Okay, yeah. Okay. Yeah, let's send the Dragonborn in first, and uh, we can, uh, we'll just wait here in case anything happens. Okay, so we're just okay. going to let him go in by himself? <laughs> um, I hope, no. I hope you two get attacked. <laughs> um, okay, so we enter the hallway, so it's like a like an open hallway, and then on the one side of the hallway is is the, like the bays where the horses would be, right? The stable, each, each little bed or whatever for the horses. So there's hay all over the floor. Hey. Several of the stables are, are like busted. The walls are busted in. You can see like a pile of bones on the floor. It looks like somebody's been chewing on them. So it wasn't me. So this might be where the kobolds throw their left their trash. Mm. Looks like there's mm, it's about six stables that you can check out if you want. We want. Yeah. Okay. Now the first five, they're just empty, just garbage more bones and uh hay and broken down condoms yeah broken down (laughs) wood from the walls of the stables and stuff the last stable holds a surprise blowjob for everybody Mm, close (laughs) as we draw closer to that last stable we're set upon by an ambush drake what the fuck is that uh it's not great oh okay (laughs) Uh, I think we found somebody who wants to die today. <laughs> yeah. So come on, tough guy. Let's uh, let me see if I can find a picture. I can describe it to you. Hang on. I'll look in my uh, monster manual. Oh, yeah. nerd. Oh, sorry. Fuck you. Uh, you could do Google images, too, if you know. Yeah. Oh, that's true. It's probably under Drake. Um, now you said what kind of Drake was it? An ambush Drake. OK, well, they are they're kind of lizardy. They got a. Like a horn on the nose, some of them seem to. Um, damn. I think of a Komodo dragon who goes to the gym and probably has one of those tribal tattoos on his arm from the 90s. Oh, so he says bro a lot, huh? Yeah, yeah, bro. I really want to kill him now. He wears flip-flop shiny shorts and a, t- and a, and a tank top to the, to the Chipotle. Yep. Yeah, he has a no fear bumper sticker. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> he says size is the prize, swole is the goal. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so he gets to attack first. Okay. And then, and then we'll attack. <laughs> it would be funny if the ambush Drake had to go last. 
<laughs> so that, was, that was a really bad name. That was a weird name choice, but okay. All right, okay. So, since Fuck Whistle was the first one through the door, he's going whistle, to... Whistle, not uh, Whittle. I said Whistle. Oh, it sounds like you said Fuck Whittle. No, I said Whistle. <laughs> Makes it sound like I carve pieces of wood and fuck them. How do you get your whistle, then? Don't you worry about I, it. I mean, you only have, like, 13 pieces of copper. You ain't you ain't in a position to be going around buying whistles. Well, uh, I have two silver pieces and seven gold pieces, too, so... Oh, wow. Up your ass. Oh, we get it. You're in the 1%. Okay. I think taxes are a bad idea. <laughs> okay. Is he swinging at me? Uh, yeah. He's trying to bite you. He bite lunges, me? Lun- yeah, he lunges at you with his big ja- dragony lizard jaws. Yeah, Komodo. He's like a quadruped, man. Come on, come on, Komodo dragon. Oh, he gonna get fucked. He's not, he's not standing up on those back legs. What's your What's your armor class again? 19. Nineteen. Ooh, he got you. Ooh, <laughs> okay. This- yeah. It's on now, bitch. Okay, so that's. Well, I gotta get on my tracking sheet now. Holy shit! <laughs> uh, Start drawing a bunny. Yep. So, um, <laughs> what were you up? What are you up to now? On your on forty-one. Forty-one uh, hit points. Yeah. Yeah. So you're at thirty-eight now. All right. So that was the surprise round. Now let's roll initiative. And to fifteen. I got twenty-one again. What the fuck? Oh. Uh, so you got um, 15. I got 19. Clean up, bitches. And I just found out I have to do a long rest for my Bardic Inspiration reset, so... Woof. But I have two more, so it's okay. Uh, and the Ambush Drake got a 9, so he goes last. Yay. Oh, actually, Doom, I'm sorry. Uh, because it got surprised... And you got hit. You get you take an extra seven points of damage on that. Okay. Surprise Ooh. it. So you're at thirty one. Yeah, I thought that was a little low. So I guess it's me, right? Yep. Oh, shit balls. What should I? I don't know how to fight a Drake, you guys. <laughs> yeah, I don't either. This could go bad. Um, how about? You could hold your turn until after I have mine. Um, yeah, to see if he I... survives. I I guess I could do that. Um, let me see if I can Let's see where is where the shit did I find some of these spells, dude? They're not in the player's handbook. I don't know. Are you are you gonna be a minute looking? Uh, just a minute, yeah. Okay, I'm afraid to ask this. Okay. But I gotta know, Jay Sarge, what did you think of Rise of Skywalker? Oh man. Um. So we're going for four hours tonight. Okay. Um. <laughs> Okay, look, uh, JJ does nostalgia. It was just like a nostalgia blowjob, basically. Yeah, pretty much. I think there was some... Uh, I watched that movie and it just... I, I I mean, you guys know I saw Solo the first time and my family. We had such a good time watching that. And then as That's we right. drove, the farther we got from the theater, we're like, oh, that was kind of goofy. And, you know, we're like, okay, whatever, Solo. And I know you guys love Solo, so I'm not going to come and poop on that. But even, but but watching this movie, it just didn't even feel like a movie to me. It just felt like, uh, it felt like going through old family pictures almost, you know? 
it it felt like a series of moments, yeah. not like a yeah. string yeah. a strung together plot. And JJ's like, "Hey, remember the emperor? Look at him! Look, it's the emperor! Right. Oh!" And they, "Hey, hey, look, it's Lando! It's Lando! Look!" And 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 then stuff that just didn't add up and just right. no, no. Yeah, I tend to agree with you on this one. That one. Uh, put it this way, as much shit as I give to Force Awakens, I still watched it a bunch. I think I've watched this twice since this came out on Blu-ray. Yeah, I haven't. I again, I haven't been. I haven't revisited it yet. I maybe should, just so I can. Uh, but I feel like if I did, it would just be the shit on it, and I don't know if I want to do that. You know, does that right. make sense? No. Um, I kind of feel mean, like the Force Awakens. I give a pass on the nostalgia thing because after the first three. It was nice to, I mean, however you felt about those, it was nice to kind of just feel yourself washed in that original trilogy feeling, you know? Right. I, I, I mean, it's derivative, it's a remix, it's all those things, but it was nice. And, but but by the time it was, and then it, just the way everything got undone in just the weirdest ways, and I know they were working with, uh, they were a little ham-tied with, with uh, Carrie Fisher having passed away, but. Jeez, come on, come on, man. Which one are you talking about? Eight or nine? No, in nine, in nine. So there was only so much they right, could do with gotcha. her. But, but the fact that they committed to... Uh, anyway, you know, it's just nothing in that movie. I, I don't know. Yeah. No, I, 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 I'm picking up what you're putting down. Yeah. I feel mostly the same, yeah. But I mean... I, 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 remember, I, I remember what it was like thinking that there would never be another Star Wars movie after Return of the Jedi. And then, so, so it feels weird to be in a point in my life where I'm like, damn, that last one was poo. I could have done without having seen that. <laughs> well, I, but, I mean, when Clone I mean, Wars was airing, poo, but... when Clone Wars was airing, for me, it was like, well, I'm never going to get a Star Wars movie. So this is a great fucking replacement. So I kind of understand what you mean. I think, I think Clone Wars is the, for me, is the ultimate way of of drawing on that nostalgia and continue expanding the universe and doing great storytelling. You know, uh, it right. was a little rough at first. The movie, uh, the movie was rough <laughs> for me, but it it just got better. It just it was a starting place, and then it went. And those most last people tend little, to agree. Oh, that last season, oh my god! Oh fuck yeah! Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, most people tend to agree, like, the movie in the first two seasons were like, ugh. Yeah. But, I mean, that's what got me into the conversation, so mm-hmm. I've got a lot of fucking, uh, I guess, nostalgia for all three of those, the movie in the first two seasons. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I feel ya. A Clone Wars is really the best blend of all of it. Uh, yeah. Agreed, agreed. And I think Rebels... Uh, pretty much the same because it's building on the clone wars yeah yeah i, I kind of felt like rebels took a little bit to get its momentum uh you know to kind of get its legs under yeah it. and then it went but by the time it did it was just holy shit this is a good show <laughs> yeah. i think by the end of the first season when they tied in all of that shit that felt kind of goofy early on yeah. Because that was the great thing about that show. They would do weird shit that felt non sequitur but they mm-hmm. would tie it all together in the end, and it's like, oh! So, yeah, that one, it did take a little bit, but once it, like you said, once it got its legs under it, it was like, oh, okay. But, yeah, I agree. Anyway, did you find what you were looking for, Fiddy? Yeah. Okay. 
So I'm not going to do Ice Knife, because we're kind of in close quarters, and that's going to... Everybody's going to have to make a save. Right. Uh, against... So, so not... So... I'm gonna. Do, I'm just gonna do plain old magic missile on this guy, so mm. I magic missile him for seven points of damage. Okay. Still plenty to go. You got plenty of time, Doom. Okay. You're gonna. You're gonna have plenty to deal with. Oh, and I will. So it's Jibs' turn now. All right. I am going to do thunder wave at level two. And. I guess I'm gonna have to kind of move to the front so you guys don't get. I, I mean, we were doing friendly fire anyway, right? So, no friendly fire. I mean, uh, do I need to move to the front to do thunder wave on this guy? Do we need to take a step back? <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. I'm gonna I'm gonna move up front, and then uh, he needs to do a what is what did we? Oh, it's a con save of fourteen. Uh, fucking epic fail. Nice. <laughs> okay. That's good. And so he'll do 3d8. Oh my god. 13 damage. Okay. And he'll be pushed back 10 feet if that's possible. Okay. Yeah. Is it my turn now? Uh, yeah. So just just to make note, he's now out of range of me and Jibs. So if you, okay. if you step forward to attack him, you'll be in range of his bite. So. Would he get an attack of opportunity? Mm, no. Okay. Trying to decide if I want to fire breath this fucktard or if I want to go with the battle axe again. Um, I think I'll go with the battle axe just to play it safe. Probably a good idea. And let's see. That's a 14. Yep, you hit him. Okay, well, I don't need to add the rest of the shit then. Um, And then let's see. That's Oh, shit. Wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait. What? Wait, so what? it was seven and... Th- okay, hold on. Uh, I'm using the wrong fucking number. Oh, no. What a dildo. <laughs> yeah, it's a good thing you didn't use your breath weapon, actually. Oh. Okay, Why? go ahead. Because go ahead. I was looking at the wrong... I was looking at his XP number, not his hit points number. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> what a fucking noob. Okay. Okay, Uh, that's 1d8. Twelve, seven plus five. Damn, you fucking cleave this guy's head right in half. I killed him. Uh, yeah, and you gurgle. <laughs> he, gur- he gurgles and fucking falls falls down dead. Ah, well, that was fun. Let's do things to his corpse. You can do things to his corpse. <laughs> I am. Uh... He is. It is dr- draconic. You could check and make sure it see if it's a, a girl. And you could. You can see if it's a cousin. Him. Yeah. Wow, you know what? I probably could have avoided this by speaking Draconic, being like, yo, what's up? Yeah, it does understand it. It can't speak it, but it understands oh. it. Yeah, then fuck him, he's dead. Yeah, he's dead now, so who cares? <laughs> well, I'm looting the attacked, body. He attacked us anyway, fuck him. Yeah, that's right. Do I find anything on his body? Like a puss? No. <laughs> Ew. You told Let's me to! Do a... Investigation? Sure. Okay. That's uh, natural 20 minus 1. Holy shit. No, okay, so yeah, 20. So you... Do, do you yeah. even have to do the mod- bother with the modifier on a, on a nat 20? You don't, but... I don't think so. I think nat 20 is... it's That's done. That's... Yeah. That's the holy grail. Yeah. yeah. That means I find everything. Right. So you 
dig around on this thing's corpse. Like I know his family history now. <laughs> it is a cousin. You put on you put on you put on rubber gloves and the whole bit. <laughs> um Oh, looks like he was a smoker. Yeah. And what you do find, you find a blue quartz gemstone stuck in its hide. Ooh. It was like lodged in the scales. Okay. I think I think as the biggest and scariest of us, you should probably carry that in your pocket. Finis. Okay. I mean, I'm okay with that. Unless the wizard has a bag of holding or something. Uh, I do not. Just a backpack. Mm. I just... Uh, a backpack of holding stuff. Yeah, no. I just had flashes from Nerd Poker, and that made me worried. But it, he wasn't bad, so that's fine. Okay, so I need, so, I need to write down a blue gem. Yeah, blue quartz, ten gold pieces. Ten gold? Yeah, it's a de- it's a ten gold piece gem. It's worth ten. I got. It. I'll just so put a worth... one in front of my seven. Huh? No, no, I'll... it's different though. Oh, I mean, it's, okay. it's a gem. It's not it's not gold pieces. It's a gem, but it's worth it's worth ten okay. gold pieces. So you'd have gotcha. to sell it. Um, or you can use it to pay for stuff like it, like it was gold pieces, or to trade, or maybe right. or we'll to need to maybe we'll need to use it at one of those altars, like in Raiders of the Lost Ark. Uh, right, trade it for the maybe. idol. Might have to shave it. off a little, make sure it weighs yes. the same. I got gotcha. you. So that was fun. So, that was fun. Uh, yeah. So okay, we cleared the stables. Um, no more kobolds in here. No more clues or evidence to to what's going on with these attacks on the town. No more slimy little dickheads. No. Nope. Do we need to go downstairs? Um. Or do we need to bother, guys? I, I don't know. I'm just asking if we don't need to. Do, would we have to do, like, perception to see if there's any... If that door goes up or down? Because I would kind of like to clear this level before we go down the steps. The door? Yeah. Outside. Um. You could just open the door, I guess. Do you want to open the door, Jibs? Sure, sure. I'll or do you want door. to go downstairs? No, I'll open the door. Okay. So we all three stooges out the door. <laughs> I stand behind the door. Does it open in so I can stand behind and just let whatever comes yeah, it opens in. come in? Okay. All right. Yeah. I think I'd be a dick about opening the door. That's all right. I threw him across the bridge. We're yeah, all pigs. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so you carefully open the door. And, and scream in, who wants to die? <laughs> and on quick examination, you, you see this was like the barracks for the fort. <gasps> Weapons. It looks, it looks like there's uh, one bed that's in repair, and the rest of them are all decrepit and fucked up. I go smash the bed. <laughs> All right, go roll your strength. It's a mimic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we already killed one of them. Who gives a fuck? Uh, strength, I got 18 plus 5. All right, you splinter that bastard. Mm. It's a good thing nobody Look, here needs ma- a long rest. Oh, yes, I do. <laughs> Look, it matches. Yeah. Are you sure you don't want to use your breath weapon on it? <laughs> um, so other than the bed you just smashed there's like some bed rolls on the ground so this is must be where the kobolds have been sleeping um, okay um, I got a question Is are there any other entrances or exits in this little barrack area nope just that one okay I want to check it and then if Jace, if Jibs really needs a rest long rest 
let him do that real quick for eight hours, I think. Now let's keep this party going. I like I like living on the edge here. All right. I got one. Right. I got one good spell slot left, and two bardic inspirations. We can do something else. Okay. okay. Yeah. Hey, uh, Doom, roll your uh, roll your <laughs> investigation again. Okay. <laughs> uh, I can't tell if you're playing D and D or like cheering for somebody in the bobsled race, man. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> I need more uh, cowbell. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was gonna say earlier. Everybody's always when they're talking about Jace Hard, they're like more cowbell. Well, you got it. Yeah, um, careful. Yeah. Now they're fine. like, a, now they're like a little less, please. Yeah. Um, yeah. that is eight minus one, so seven. Oh, okay. So yeah, you just walk away from the splintered bed. <laughs> I don't fucking know. There might be a pillow. I didn't see one, though. Mm, nope. Meanwhile, there's like 58 pillows around us. All right, let's hit them steps, then. Okay. So we all go back out into the courtyard, and we're standing at the top of the steps. And you can definitely hear um, some water sloshing around down there. Hmm. Anybody got a rock? You do, but it's worth 10 gold, so don't throw it. Yeah, don't throw the gem th- down there, douchebag. <laughs> I throw the gem. No. <laughs> I I want to grab a rock and throw it down there. Just to sort of see like how deep Pick it up goes. The bed you just okay. splintered into a thousand shards of wood. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I oh, drag wait. it across that's, the courtyard. That's not gonna help. It's all wood, it's gonna float. I uh, drag it across <laughs> the courtyard, throw it, and you guys are like, that doesn't help, and I'm that's like, uh oh. Um it just kind of plunks. Can't really screaming tell. at me the entire time going just stop you're wasting your time I'm like ah <laughs> alright so which one of you guys is going first because it ain't going to be me I think I need to go first since oh well yeah I'm down to 31 it doesn't matter uh, yeah I gotta go first I'm tiptoeing like a cartoon character like super over like the Hanna-Barbera <laughs> well, no like a din Done. Oh, okay. Done. Oh, okay. Done. Not the twinkle toe sound then. Okay. Okay. No, I'm mean, right. not I Flintstones bowling. Okay. okay, so you get so you get down to the to the uh, to the bottom step and rip ass. And <laughs> you step step down into the water and it's about three feet deep. You think so? It's about up to your <laughs> thighs. Dilsnick, don't come down here. You'll drown. <laughs> Okay, I'll wait up here for you guys then. Yeah, and see, you thought I was stupid wanting to bring the bed down here. So, okay, do a uh, uh, perception check. Do a do a wisdom check for me. Did Jibs? Okay. Did you go? Did you go down the stairs too? Um, I'm gonna wait unless he uh, calls me down. Oh fuck! What? One. Okay, so you yell back <laughs> up the stairs. You're like, it looks like an old guard post, and it's flooded. There's shit floating everywhere down here. <laughs> I'm, I'm waiting for, like, a rope to come out and drag me under the water. <laughs> <laughs> All right, do you, do, you want, do you want me to come and take a look, or you got it? You can look, but you don't have to come. It's not that exciting. Hey, uh, Dilsnick, why don't you come down about halfway just in case so nobody snatches you? Okay, I'll wait. I'll wait at the bottom step. Yeah. Okay. I'll come down. Can I take a look? Can I do a 
do a let's see. Yeah, uh, do a wisdom um, check for me. Wisdom check, okay. Hmm, this is not gonna be great. Oh, 16, sweet. Jibs kind of feels like there's there might be something in that water. He's like, smells like piss. Is it getting, hey, is it getting warmer? No, he sees kind of like a, a dark shape. He sees kind of a dark shape in the water. You can't really tell what it is or if he's really seeing anything, but it looks like there might be something submerged. It's a big poopy. Um, I, 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 I'm going to tell Phineas, hey, buddy, uh, you might want to just slowly back out of the water. I don't know. You know. I guess I'll back up. I, w- I want to make sure you go first, though. Me? Uh, well, uh, Jibs. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Him. I want him to grab you and go up as I back away. There's something in there. I don't know what it is, but I, I don't know if I want to find out. Okay. I mean, we can always rest a little bit, get our hit points back, and re-spell if you want to do that, or we can just move on. It's up to you. I mean, I'm... I'm yeah. So, what are we doing? What are we? What are you doing? I said it's up to him. So whatever he wants to do. Oh, it's to up do. to me. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Fight. Um. Yeah, we can go rest and then take a look. Yeah, let's do our long rest. Well, that's if you even want to go back down there. If not, yeah, we can just fuck off know. out of this little. Wait, town. did did I get like a bad vibe from it, Fitz? Or did it? Was it just there's something there? You're not totally sure, but there's definitely something big in the water. You can't tell if it's something. Um, dragon like it, might, it might be a statue or, or like a yeah, chest could be, or something or rock. Yeah, you're not you're not sure if it's dangerous or not really. Okay. Um uh, maybe I should take a closer look just to find out. There's something down there. Can we poke it with something to see if it's alive? Uh or sure. dangerous? Okay. Well, there's a broken bed drag yeah. that was dragged across the fucking courtyard. Hey dragon, why don't you Dragonborn, why don't you take your tail and uh dip it in the water there, see if you can uh Hit about right there. <laughs> You're <laughs> okay. So now I'm running back down here alone. No, I'm down here still. Oh, you know, I, got I thought we bed. left. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So I poke it. Okay. With do I need to do tail. some kind of check for that? Poke check. <laughs> A poke. You check. touch it. You touch. You touch it with the stick, and the water churns violently, and. uh bubbles up and a crocodile jumps out takes oh, a snap at you so uh, how many how much damage did that do <laughs> uh let's see here i gotta takes a big bite and oh it chomps right into your leg oh fuck we should have rested seven points of damage so you're at 24 now oh snap that's lower than I started. Yep. So you and Jibs roll initiative because well, I guess I should roll too. I'm I can I can see him. We're close enough to see him. Okay. <laughs> uh, shut up. Well, I got, I got a I, twenty-two. <laughs> okay. I got a nineteen. Dang. Well, I got a nice. three. <laughs> oh fuck. <laughs> yes, but what did the crocodile yeah, get? Crocodile got a six. Nice. Well, right. your dinner. Now. <clears throat> I thought you were going to say now. Don't dangle me over its open jaws. <laughs> no. Yeah, don't definitely don't do that. Don't Not that I was ass. thinking about it or anything. 
Jibs first. Okay. Um, I guess I'm gonna... You better start singing your little ass off. Yeah, I don't know what I'm gonna do with this guy in the water. I don't wanna... How, what, what are your hit points at right now? Me? Yeah. 24. Okay. As a bonus action, I'm going to do Healing Word, and that is going to add seven points of health to Phineas. So back to 31. And then I'm going to, am I close enough to swing at him with my rapier? Yeah. Okay. All right, so. Oh, I forgot to mention that uh, Phineas is grappled. Oh, he's grappled. Okay. Yeah. Oh, oh can fuck. I? Can I safely? Yeah, attack him without. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. You can. I'm right. just, I just, I just right. noticed that that. Yeah. Son of a bitch. I think it would be funny to do an. No, I mean, I have never done this in D and D, but I've thought about like if I ran the next campaign I run. When people are attacking someone do, who's grappled to do like a 50-50, see who they hit. <laughs> Just Don't because, because we all know now. we all know D&D needs more fuckery, right? Okay. <laughs> um, Don't start fucking experimenting now, man. All right. It's going to be a nat 20. Not nat. Sorry. Not a non-natural 20 total. 20 total. Is that what they call a dirty 20? It's a dirty 20. Yeah. Dirty 20. Yeah. In the lingo. Sloppy 20. Okay, sloppy twenty, <laughs> mm-hmm. and that is gonna be, uh, jeez, I cannot roll for shit. That's five damage. Okay, take that crocodile. Okay, so now it is crocodile's turn. Since I'm but, grappled. Uh, yeah, but you're you're grappled. He actually can't he can't bite anybody else. So, haha. <laughs> I guess Look. he doesn't do anything. Fuck ass. Okay, so it's uh, Phineas's turn. Um, do you want to attack, or do you want to try to escape from this? Oh, well, if if he's restrained, he can't he can't attack. Is that accurate? Or uh, sounds close enough. I would have to try to fight to get out of it. So why don't you try to uh, yeah, see if you can escape? Do you do yeah, like roll, is it a post strength check on that? Yeah, or? it's a strength. Okay. Yeah, well, no, it's All a right. DC, but oh, okay. Yeah, roll your strength. Got it. Uh, 15 plus 5? Yeah, you wrench his jaws apart, pull your tender meat out of his mouth. Tell him to suck my butthole. Exactly. So he flops back into the water and splashes around a little bit. And then, uh, the water starts to churn farther back in the room. Oh, fuck. And a medium humanoid comes up out of the water. A lizard folk humanoid. And he looks pissed that you hurt his crocodile. Who po- who pokes a crocodile, dude? Come on, man. What the fuck? <laughs> so whose turn is it? Well, we got to roll initiative now. Again? Yeah, yeah, because oh, do we? No, we no, we don't. He's gonna roll. Oh fuck, he rolled a seven. So he goes before the crocodile, but after uh, Doom. Oh wait, I didn't attack. Oh, that's okay. Okay. I'm just like, what's going on down there? <laughs> <laughs> you got anything that can kill a crocodile? Okay, so Jib's turn. So I am going to... Uh, what does this one do? 
Okay, can I try? No, he's still grappled, right? No, he's loose. No, you you're out. loose? Yeah, okay. I, I broke free. Okay, I'm going to thunder wave this mother effer again. Or, yeah, I'll use my last spell slot on this guy. Is the lizard fucker close enough that it'll hit both of them, or will it just hit the alligator? Um, No, it'll hit both of them. Cool. Okay, okay, okay. All right, they is, need to make a no, con save of 14. There's no lightning damage on that, is there? No. No, no, I don't think so. Okay. No, it just pushes them back ten feet. Okay. They take damage. Ooh, so the lizard folk guy saved, but the crocodile didn't. Okay, so the the one guy takes ten, and then the the crocodile takes ten, and the lizard guy takes. Uh, okay, half crocodile damage. takes ten. Okay, and then the other guy takes nothing. Five. Oh, half damage, so five. Half damage, yeah. so five. Yeah. Okay. So. Yeah. But he also isn't pushed. The uh, the the. Yeah, so he can, he stays there. He takes a little damage, but he doesn't get pushed back with the other uh, crocodile does. Okay. So now it is the lizard folk dude's turn, and he is going to... Uh, I like how we never try to talk our way out of problems. It's just like, let's kill it. Yeah, well, that's the D&D way. True. Yeah. I mean, come on, we're not, we're not playing uh, fucking dogs in the vineyard or anything. Do you really want me to show up once a year so we can talk our way out of stuff? Yeah, no shit. <laughs> I don't know. Feelings are important. My time's <laughs> valuable, man. I could be in front of a fan right now. <laughs> <laughs> don't be making us feel bad. <laughs> it's not valuable. <laughs> I'm no one. Oh, oh Okay. You know, that kind of does make it seem like we invited you on and then gave you the shit room. (laughs) We're sitting here in comfy recliners or something. You're sitting over there with like a dropper full of water. Save it, bitch. It's like you guys are in a super air-conditioned room with your recliners, and I'm in the cellar, like, stoking the furnace, the the boiler that powers the air conditioner. (laughs) And... Yeah. Okay, so Lizard Folk Guy is going to cast Healing Word. Oh, fuck. Uh, he's going to cast Healing Word on his crocodile friend. Hmm. We need to gang up on this guy and kill him so he can't heal the crocodile. 2d4 plus his... Oh, F me. What? I think I messed up on my spell calculation because I didn't add my modifier. My okay, so thing. the crocodile gets nine hit points back. Okay. Okay. Now it is the crocodile's turn. And the crocodile is going to take another bite at you, because you're still the closest one. Okay. Um, well, actually, he got pushed back. He got pushed back five feet, right? So he can't bite you. Okay. Okay. Yeah. He's going to he's gonna close in and get closer to you, though. Okay. Then, Does that mean it's my turn? Uh, no, that it means it's my turn. When the fuck do I get a turn? You got when a turn. When we say you well, get you, a turn, your turn your... Wait, did you not take a turn? Not this round. I thought I was before the fucking gator. Yeah, he should have gone before the oh, gator. Oh, yeah, you should have gone first. What the fuck? No, no not right. first, but second. No, I... He goes I mean, after before, was... yeah, you should have been second. Yeah, yeah, Sorry. Oh, so yeah. yeah. I like how so, we're all okay. saying the same thing, but differently. Okay. Fucking Let's do I... this. <laughs> I should have gone earlier. No, you should have gone second. Uh, question before I figure out what I want to do. Um, how far are both of them within 15 feet? 
Oh yeah. Okay. Uh, question for the group: Sh- Would now be a good time to use my breath weapon, my fire? Um, maybe. I'm not going to tell you no. Guess what I'm going to use. Uh, fuck, maybe not. Um, six plus seven is thirteen. Does that hit either or both? Do you roll that? Or That's do you... my. I rolled or... for attack. But do you attack with a breath weapon, or is it like a spell? Oh, is it like an auto hit kind of thing, or do they uh, have a? You can yeah. use your action. I thought it was an auto hit, but. Oh, I don't know. Uh... Let's see. You can use your attack to exhale destructive energy. Your draconic an- ancestry determines the size, shape, and damage type of the exhalation. When you use your breath weapon, each creature in the area must make a saving throw, the type of which is determined by your ancestry. The DC for the saving throw is 8, plus your condition, constitution, I don't know. I don't see anything about it being automatic. I rolled it last time. Well, I know, but I think I... I might have fucked that up. Let me look here. It's on page 34 if that helps. Each creature in the area of exhalation must make a saving throw. Yeah, you don't roll. They have to make a saving throw. Yeah. Oh, okay. The DC is 8 plus your constitution modifier plus your proficiency bonus. What's your constitution mod- modifier? So it would be 8 plus 4 plus 2. No, it's 1 plus 1 plus 1 plus 1. <laughs> no, 1 plus 1 plus 2 plus 1. Yeah. So, 8 plus 4 plus 2. So, 14? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, I have to save 14. Okay. I'll Let's roll see. damage on that real quick. Um, okay. And if they fail the save... Is it halved or what? Oh, shit. The crocodile just rolled a natural 20. Oh, shit. Damn. And... Fuck. The other dude rolled an 18, so they both take half damage. Okay, <laughs> so they both take 10, because I got uh, two threes and plus 14. Okay. So it would have been 20. They each take 10. Fair enough. And now I am going to magic missile again. Yeah. Because why the fuck not? Alliteration. So then they they have to save constantly. Alliteration. I should put a tab on y'all's classes and shit so I could help look shit up. Okay, so he's got to roll above a 15. Hmm. 13. Not good enough, sir. Not good enough. Oh, Hmm. so I'm going to... One dart at the crocodile, two darts at the... uh, At Hurek, the lizard folk guy. Okay. 12. Not good enough, sir. Ah. Not good enough. Ah, fucker. So, then magic missile does... 1d4... Plus one. Ooh, four on the crocodile. Haha. <laughs> so you get for biting at me twice, you little crocodile fuck. writhes in agony and dies. Ha! Sinks to the bottom. Oh shit! Five on one dart. Let's see. 
four. Oh, I fucking killed the other guy too. Nice. <laughs> nice. Take that, you evil water hiding D bags. Yeah. You know what happens now. You rape the bodies. You, like I you, you, <laughs> <laughs> you get you get boots like in Romancing the Stone. Yeah. No. Oh, shit. no. <laughs> I check their holes for stuff. Oh, okay. So so yes, what 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 Fitz said for the first time. <laughs> yeah. Basically, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna investigate this. Obviously the crocodile's got nothing on him. He starts right. the, the lizard folk man's pockets and whatnot, and you find uh twenty one gold pieces. Oh shit, son. And a scrap of paper that's marked with draconic symbols. Which I should be able to read, right? Yeah, it looks kind of like a map of some sort, but, and yes, you can read it because obviously it's your language. So you study it for a little bit and, uh. You said 21 gold? Yeah. You study it for a few minutes and you determine that this looks like a map to a mountain lair of some sort with the name Cathrax. Cathrax? Right by an X on this mountain on the map. And since I look, <laughs> never mind. I also speak Draconic. That's on my sheet right there, man. Nice. Oh no, shit. Yeah. That's I remember that. Yeah. They need to so we can have secret yeah, conversations yeah. if we want. Yes. We could. Yeah. You could. I turned to Jibs and in Draconic, I said, "Wasn't it funny when I tucked him?" <laughs> <laughs> no. I laugh, but then I say no. <laughs> I chortle. I have a plus three to chortling. Okay. <laughs> All right. So I cast comprehend language. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> and I say, oi, what the fuck? Um, yeah, so it looks like this is a map that leads to where the main cobalt stronghold is. Oh. Ooh. Okay. Okay, is there anything else down here we need to look into? No, we need to proceed. Garbage, just garbage floating around in the water, and dead bodies. Okay, uh, I propose we all go rest, and then we go fuck up those kobolds. Okay. Okay. Sounds good to me. Sound like a plan. That does sound like a good plan. And we're at an hour, so maybe we should. I was just going to say, so let's take another rest and head off. Hey, kids! It's your old pal Noido here to say. The best laid plans of mice and men don't mean fuck all shit when SoundCloud has their rules and regulations. Unlimited plan my ass. So here's the deal. This is the end of part one of the Noid Blitz episode 100 slash 200. Spectacular. Because SoundCloud has a fucking, uh... A time limit on their fucking files. So, check back in a little bit or tomorrow. Depends on how we fucking feel, hang? For part two of the Night Blitz, episode 100. Until then, this is your old pal Noido saying, Run with scissors, who gives a shit? <laughs> This has been a feature of TSDJA Productions and JJ2E Media.